Motors show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. As we launch into another week of fun and excitement, it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. The feature's there. We give away, so do enjoy those on us. Again, that is uh, freetalklive.com. All right, so lots to talk about as always, including uh, today is another money bomb day for the Ron Paul campaign, and it's not going as well. We'll get into that here in a little bit, but first let's go to the phones and talk to Ziggy across the pond on the amp line. Ziggy, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, guys. I want to tell you about two things um, which have happened directly uh, due to me being on Free Talk Live. Okay, and what would Um, those be? Right, first of all, um, today I had a message from uh, another libertarian liberal democrat, um, and he he had heard me on your show. I thought it was very weird, the fact that someone in Britain... (laughs) <laughs> of the same political party as me. <laughs> I don't know. Me. Maybe it's not that weird because, I mean, how much liberty-oriented radio programming do you have over there to listen to in uh, in the U.K.? Uh, none. Well, there you go. So, I mean, there's not... <laughs> they have to listen to us. <laughs> there's not a lot here in America either, uh, so therefore there are only so many choices, and, uh, well, it's I guess the odds are actually pretty decent. Um. <laughs> Well, yeah, he, he, you know, it, it's good. It's good to hear from someone, and so I've, I've got to say thanks to you, basically, for, for letting me to be on your show. Well, that's not a problem. You're the one paying the long distance fees, Ziggy. Uh, you'd be surprised how cheap it is. It's only four cents, uh, equivalent to about four cents a minute. Yeah, it's wow. not too shabby. No, um, the other thing is, I have to be careful what I say here. But um, do you remember I mentioned someone last week who um, I had said it wasn't wise for them to go and live in Panama? I'm not recalling. I remember the conversation, but I mean, I can't remember the specifics of it. Yeah, well, he's now threatening to sue me. <laughs> what oh. was it about? It was the gentleman who uh, he, he had said, and he, you didn't name anyone, so I, therefore... I, no, I, I didn't name anyone, and I said, I said that basically, um, you know, someone I know who thinks they're a libertarian, but I don't really think they are, um, who's... who's um, he has mental health problems, wants to leave the country and go and live in Panama um, for tax reasons. Okay. And he was getting annoyed at me because I, I wouldn't, you know, sit there and applaud him, you know, doing it. I said, well, it's your right. If you want to go and do it, fine. You know, I'm not stopping you. You know, but because I wasn't sitting there going, yes, go on, go on, go on, you know, he, he wasn't, he was getting quite, you know, pity with me. And so, basically, um, he's now, um, he, he's Felt that um, you know, you know that I've somehow slandered him, and I went, <laughs> yeah, well, so, you know. Oh, yeah, he definitely this. sounds crazy. Well, yeah, that's you know, it was, it was, it's just hilarious because he's got no case, no. and everything I, I've said here and last week um, was said, and um, he's, he's already posted on his website. Yeah, well, he's he was anonymous anyway, we including the mental is. health issues. Yeah, yeah, he's he's he's, he's very open. Uh, uh, you know, I can actually say this. Uh, he he's open. He brags. In fact, this probably just shows how pathetic he is. He brags about being a paranoid schizophrenic. Hmm, it's pretty awkward. Uh, well, you know, I mean, uh, you know, fine. You know, if you if that's what you want to brag about, mm-hmm. sure. But I think there are better things to brag about. If you, if you know what I mean. So was this a friend of yours? Was a friend. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say not anymore. No. 
but I'm, I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying that happened directly because you know of what I said on air. Um, so he yeah. happened to be listening to the show too. Is that what you're saying? No, but he picks up your podcast. He has, he has a link to you from it from his site. Um, but he, um, uh, yeah, he must have listened to the podcast. Mm. Oh, and one quick thing. I remember I mentioned that the government was trying to ban paying for sex. Yes. They've dropped those proposals. Oh, excellent. Well, that's good to know. Yeah, because they just can't police it. Anyway, it's good to hear from you guys. Right on, Ziggy. Thanks for the update, and glad to hear a little bit of good news coming out of uh, the U.K., uh, it seems like they're increasing their police state and totalitarianism at a little bit of a faster clip than uh, the U.S. government is. So nice to hear a little bit of good news. 800-259-9231. So the Ron Paul money bomb today, Mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think the reason is that it's just not doing so hot? Well, um, I'm looking at it here. I mean, it, all things considered, he's still doing pretty well. They've raised over $1.3 million in less than 20 hours, and there's still four, at least four more hours to go here, five more hours. And I'd say he's probably got uh, more money in the bank than any other Republican campaign at this point. Right. But largely because of the last money bombs. It took place before the first primary. True. There um, was four million, and then there was six million. You know, some people are somewhat disillusioned. I can say you that I... that's what it is? Is it burnout? Is it people burning out and saying, eh, screw this? They wanted to see better results. They're not seeing the results they wanted to see. Nevada wasn't good enough for them? Nevada was great. Um, it was fantastic. But when, you know, they, they want to see Ron Paul president. They, want, they don't want to see him do well in the primary or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, 4% in uh, South Carolina, not much of a showing. Uh, I don't recall... Uh, Michigan being much of a showing either, you know. It was he still a, beat Giuliani in South Carolina. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, you know, so you beat the fifth loser. I, you know, people want Ron Paul to be president. Yeah. That's what they want, and well, that's what they were donating. Don, a lot of them were donating their money for. Right. Um, my, I, I think people, a lot of people, had some really high expectations going yeah, into this. Well, I mean. Yeah, I, 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 I've talked to one guy this weekend that uh, was like, you know, the campaign's been run like crap. Um, one of the biggest issues on the docket right now uh, is health care. He's a doctor, and he continues to talk about the Federal Reserve. Now, personally, the Federal Reserve's my issue. That's what I want to hear about. When mm-hmm. I hear him talk about the Federal Reserve, it's a big, big deal to me. Well, you're never going to have everybody agree on what the top three issues should be. That's but, never going to happen. But um, the American people do. I mean, there is a set of issues right now that's very important. You know, our relations with Panama not that big of a deal on the um, on the dock. <laughs> it you know, in in years past, they've it's been a bigger deal. This year, not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. So if you continue to get up on the the pulpit and pound our issues with Panama, or you know, our relationship with Panama, it's not going to do so well. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one SACL CAI toll free line. Of course, we've also heard that uh, some people are disappointed with the way the campaign has been spending the money. Uh, the ways there's been a lot of radio ads, and uh, I talked to somebody who whose opinion counts as far as I'm concerned, who says that uh, radio ads you um, you know you you try to convert uh, people that are out there that are sort of on your side, and uh, TV ads you use to make people realize that your campaign's for real. Which one of those is more important right now? Um, I think that people need to think that the Ron Paul campaign's real. Fox News has done a reasonably good job of sweeping us off the map. And um, I think people that could possibly vote for Ron Paul don't think the campaign's legitimate enough and, and don't. 
So anyway, if you want to chime in here, if you're someone who has contributed in the, on a past Money Bomb Day and has, uh, has decided for some reason to not contribute today, today being the free at last, it's Martin Luther King's birthday, celebration at least, uh, Martin Luther, that's the, what the holiday is today, and so the Ron Paul activists have chosen this day because Ron Paul has actually uh, come out several times and praised Martin Luther King as one of his heroes, one of his inspirations. Great man. Uh, Ron Paul has come out and made it very clear that he's in favor of civil disobedience. It's not his track. It's not what he's chosen to do. But he really looks up to people like uh, Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks and others uh, who who have engaged in civil disobedience over time. You've, and, you've donated in the past on Money Bombs. Did I you, have. Did you not donate today? I was actually going to hang out and wait till, uh, till later tonight. I was going to do it later. See, I, I don't think that – I think most people out there, if they're anything like me, they're just not motivated to donate today. I just, really? I just don't have the motivation to do it. So you aren't going to do it then? I, I wasn't going to. I hadn't even considered it. So do you think this one wasn't as uh, publicized as well? This uh, particular money bomb is out of factor maybe? Because we hadn't was, heard a lot about it. I knew that it was going on, but – I just didn't care. The first I one, I knew it was going on as well, but I, I wasn't reminded about it until today. I didn't come across it un- until today. It didn't seem to have the buzz surrounding it that the rest of them did. Well, with the other money bombs, there was the promise of media attention for the campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one was a big day. The media will pay attention, and they did. The right. second one was the biggest fundraising day of and the year. And they didn't pay as much attention And the they didn't pay time. nearly as much. And yeah, that might be a factor, too. Anyway, just trying to figure that out. 800-259-9231. Coming up, the French. We've talked about their insane socialist policies before. It's getting even weirder. This is Free Talk Live. We'll explain. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there we give away, and they include... The archives, an entire year's worth of the show, right there on the front page of the website for your downloading convenience. You just go, click, and download. There's no logging in. There's no membership fee. There's no jumping through hoops. You just get them free at freetalklive.com. Does your company have, uh, (laughs) rather, do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you'd like to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com or call 800-544-6359. That's 1-800-544-6359 for SACL CAI. Now, the last time we talked about the French, the, uh, the, the employment situation over there, it was, it was pretty bad. Uh, as I recall, there were people that were rioting in the streets over some sort of benefits package. I don't remember the exact um, story. It was because um, young people coming into the marketplace, uh, the, essentially they couldn't be fired. So employers... Oh, there, was a, there was a span of time, right, where they, they couldn't be fired? Well, the, no, the, right. The, from the day that you hired somebody, you basically can't fire them in France. I, I'm sure there's some reasons or another they could be fired, but very few. It's difficult to fire somebody in France. So oh, that's right. And they wanted to loosen propose, those restrictions. Yeah, proposed that the, there was a probationary period upon being hired, and people were rioting in the streets and stuff. Right. These uh, these young people, essentially college age kids that had been raised to believe that they had a right to a job and you know right to a paycheck in this socialist uh, economy over there. And, in France. It, it, you know, they, 
it's it's funny. Um, you know, they they made it so that the employers, you know, couldn't hire, couldn't fire employees. So the employers just stopped hiring. Productivity was squashed. They were trying to figure out some way to raise productivity. And when they did, the uh, Socialist Workers' Brigade takes to the streets and starts flipping over cars and throwing Molotov cocktails. Yeah. I mean, what kind of environment is that? Well, the madness continues here. The Associated Press reporting that uh, Mariam, a 28-year-old employee at a retail chain in France, went to great lengths to get fired. She knew she wouldn't be eligible for unemployment payments if she simply quit. Miriam asked her company to flat-out fire her, but she was turned down, probably because of the laws we're talking about, where it's very difficult to... Uh, they, companies don't want to fire you. Well, if unemployment's the same way in the United States as it is um, in, in Europe, and I would imagine it's even worse in Europe, the company is responsible for paying a certain amount to the employee to... Uh, you know, once if they're fired, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they for a certain period of time or whatever. Here in the United States, I think it's six months. It might be three. Um, I think it was three at one point, and they were talking about six months. Unemployment insurance would uh, pay you up to fourteen hundred dollars per month, and uh, the employer, I believe, has to pay half of that. Wow. So they pay out half to the employee um, for nothing. Right. So you're a bad employee. You get a bonus, basically, when uh, you get fired. You, well, you get a, certainly get a severance pay of some sort. Then she simply just stopped showing up for work. Her wish was granted at last, and she was fired, went on the dole, and found a new job six months later. Soon, such convoluted yet surprisingly common schemes may be a thing of the past. An unusual new proposal prompted by uh, President Nicolas Sarkozy's push for more flexible labor market would allow employees to get unemployment payments even if they quit. Business leaders and government officials brush off questions about whether this could encourage more people to go on government handouts. They insist that a variety of new reforms will work in harmony to create jobs and cut joblessness in a labor market tainted by deception and inertia. Lawyers and observers. What, what is this deception and inertia they're talking about? I'm not sure. The labor market is tainted with deception and inertia. <laughs> lawyers, Damn it. what does that mean? Lawyers and observers of France's business world say people often ask their bosses to fire them instead of quitting their unsatisfying jobs because they're afraid of losing the safety net of unemployment payments and terrified of not finding another job soon. The Which un- is, as far as I'm concerned, if this person wants to be un- unemployed so badly, well, get out of here. But, uh, you know, the employer shouldn't be responsible for giving some bad employee severance package. Well, they are in France. The unemployment rate and in the United States, by the way, stands at 8.3 percent. The average length of unemployment is more than nine months. Schemes like Merriam's are a symptom. That's because they make it so damn difficult to fire somebody that nobody wants to hire them. So therefore, these people that do manage to get, you know, go without a job are not getting hired. Schemes like Merriam's are a symptom of how those fears have made workers risk-averse and of just how much France's rigid labor market needs to change. Merriam asked to be identified by her middle name only because she lied to her new employer about how she left her last job. This is one of the reasons why businesses are so careful in France to uh, to hire. They really have to cover their butt when they're hiring somebody new because they don't want to come across some scumbag uh, like Merriam. You don't want to come across uh, a shiftless loser, and I imagine there's plenty of them in France. 
Well, because uh, the system encourages it. Right. If the system encourages it, people are going to be incentivized to be shiftless losers, and therefore you're going to have more shiftless losers. If the system incentivizes people to be responsible for themselves, you're going to have more people at least acting responsibly if they're not actually being responsible. The new proposal is at the heart of a plan hammered out over four months of negotiations between labor unions and business leaders at the urging of Sarkozy. Right. We will, we, business leaders, we will step in and we will make more of these concessions if you do not deal with these labor unions. It's inspired by Denmark's so-called successful model of flexicurity, liberal firing and hiring laws, coupled with generous protections for workers that they claim have helped bring the country's unemployment rate to 2.8%. Well, it might be better than what they have if they're if they're making it if it, if they're making it so that uh, businesses can have an easier time firing people, but they have to pay money for the people they fire. Sometimes it's worth it, Ian. Sometimes it's worth cutting a check to somebody but every what month they're talking for six about months, is, nine is, months. What they're talking about is making it not easier to fire someone, but making it easier for an employee to quit and get unemployment. Because right now, if you quit your job, you don't get unemployment, but if you get fired, you do. So technically, that, that might be an improvement in that the employee doesn't have to go and set things on fire or do awful things to your business to make you want to fire them in order to fire them and get them the unemployment. That way, the employee can just quit. But of course, it also means the employees can just get a job and then quit and they get unemployment. I mean, I don't know how long they have to keep the job to get unemployment. I don't, I don't imagine it's I long. I imagine they have, there's just some kind of welfare they can uh, apply for anyway. To counteract the new protections for workers in France, companies will hire, will get more flexibility, such as longer trial periods for new hires. Okay, there you go. So there's a trial period there where the employee has to act good for a little while and then he can start acting out after that's over. The government says the plan is a step on the way to simplifying the labor laws. What remains to be seen is whether France will strike the right balance between security and flexibility, as though there's some midpoint of all these laws and regulations that the right. sweet spot... But you have to fine-tune just yeah. for, you know, the way things are today in the uh, world. You know, we, the, we politicians were working hard, feverishly, to find that perfect balance between socialism and capitalism. Well, actually, Hillary Clinton was talking about this uh, Yeah, today. absolutely. They say things just like this, and it, it, it appeals to people. Right. Because people are told everything in moderation. That's, it, it's, it sound, it's a, uh, you know, it, it's a... It's a cliche. Yeah, it's a cliche. It's, it's sort of a proverb, almost. People go by this, and they say everything in moderation. That sounds good. So, let's have socialism in moderation. No, that's like having cancer in moderation. Everything in moderation isn't good. I'm sorry, having disease in moderation, not good. And that's what socialism is, a disease of the marketplace. 800-259-9231. We need to let employees and employers hammer out their own contracts and their own agreements on their own without the heavy hand of mommy government stepping in the way. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Scientists have discovered a human hormone that increases people's trust in each other, oxytocin. And for the first time, with Liquid Trust, you can harness this power. Buy Liquid Trust now at 800-507-3718 or liquidtrustspray.com. Use code FTL to get free shipping. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. Uh, you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features we give away, so enjoy those, and they include the Shrine of Female listeners. Lots of ladies have sent us their validated photo. To prove they listen to the show, head over to shrine.freetalklive.com, see what it's all about. 
That is shrine.freetalklive.com. Have a brand new Shriner up today. As a matter of fact, Carissa is on the site. Once again, that's shrine.freetalklive.com. I saw that picture. As a matter of fact, it looks like Carissa might uh, right, be right and uh, get caught in the crossfire. Those two dogs—they they were eyeing each other. They look dangerous. <laughs> I don't think they look dangerous at all. <laughs> they, they certainly looked intent on each other. <laughs> Sound money is under attack. The Liberty Dollars offices were raided by the FBI and Secret Service on November the fourteenth, two thousand and seven. All of its precious metals, computers, and records were seized. Your help is urgently needed. Go to libertydollar.org, sign up for their updates, and register for the lawsuit. Don't let the government steal your money and destroy the Liberty Dollar. LibertyDollar.org. Let's go to the phones to the fun. Al in Vegas is on the line. You're on Free Talk Live. Al, hello there. Uh, I want to mention something that would be a good photo op for Ron Paul if he got to California. Okay. Up in Santa Rosa, California. What's that? I understand that? there's a auto. It's called the uh, Lotus Zap X. Okay. That's new technological breakthrough on the electric car. From what I understand about it, 355 mile range for about a penny a mile. That's right. That's less than what four dollars of electricity. Wow. Now, is this a Tesla car? Or is this a different company? It's Lotus. This is called a Zap X. Okay, Lotus is the brand. Right. Lotus is an American uh, body company. Body by Lotus. The design, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, I guess you know because. If he if his photo op and his vice president who's ever running was test driving this, I think that would be a good photo op. Yeah, I think so. It certainly do a good job at reaching out to uh, the more environmentalist side yeah, of yeah. the voters. Also, they say top speeds 155 miles per hour. That's, That's pretty darn fast. Cost the lane and the way gas uh, the foreign countries take gas and fund terrorism and there's. A lot of the war over gas. What is this the? I was going to say, what's the, the price point? Used. Al, what's the price point on this car? I think it's twenty-five thousand. No way! No, you've got to be kidding me. Wait a minute, no, where did you hear this? Me. Brand new car, uh, three hundred fifty-five miles, uh, zero. Where to are you getting the info from, Al? Our point. No, I'm not kidding you. No, where, no, no, no. where are you getting the info from? I got it off the library and the computer. I do not own a computer. Okay, it's called the Lotus. What? Zap, Zap Z A P five hundred one Fourth Street. Okay, I'll I'll take okay. a look at it, but I'm shocked. I'm shocked at the the cost. I imagine you... it's probably higher than you think. It's probably more like two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Because uh, I will give you a phone number for them. Oh well, that's okay. We we I've got I've got the internet, and it's not a problem to find these things. And th- minute, hey, thank you for the heads up today. Appreciate I'm it, Al. Zap- Thank you, sir. 800-259-9231. I understand he's excited. Uh, the electric cars are apparently starting to uh, crank up uh, the production. I was under the impression there was only one company that was out there really doing this professionally, seriously, and that was Tesla Motors. But now he's saying that Lotus is jumping in the game, and it is saying here, uh, fixingtheplanet.com says, Zapex Lotus, pure electric, due in 2008. I uh, well look. We'll poke around see if we can find a price. Well, it'll later, certainly but. give Lotus if if they do, do make such a vehicle, um, and with anywhere near the price point he's talking about, it'll put them in the uh, the game because essentially they've designed really high end sports cars, Lamborghini right. level sports cars up to this point. Um, and you know there's there's no reason that, that we can't have another American car company. No, certainly not. And, and uh, the Tesla Motors car was I think priced at around a hundred or a hundred fifty thousand dollars. For, once again, a full electric car. So, I mean, this is great news. Odds are it's going to be in that same price range. But now that we've seen a second company enter the the all-electric game, we're going to see more jumping in. Because 
Not, I, I think if, if an all-electric car was available on the marketplace and it had decent range like uh, Al was talking about, I think most people would go for that over At a hybrid. At least some people would, and yeah. that's all that you really need. You don't need yeah. most people to buy your car. You just need a few people to buy your car. Because if you're not driving across the country, then a car like that's perfect. If you've just got a commute, you've, you're set. So uh, we'll take a look into that. And if you know more, you can clue us in. 800-259-9231. You can bring up what you want. It is, uh, let us go to Greg in New Hampshire. Greg, you're on Free Talk Live. Greg, hello. Yeah, guys, I wanted to talk about the failed Ron Paul money bomb today. Okay. Now, failure. Failed okay. means $1.4 million. Right. You know, right. Fa- it's qualified failure. It's, it's not as big as it has it's been. It's still their third largest fundraising day in the entire campaign's history, but it did not eclipse the first or second money bombs. And a bigger day than most of the campaigns uh, Republican and otherwise have had. Right. I just wanted to put some perspective on that for someone who wasn't following the campaign so closely. It's not a dismal failure. It's just it didn't, he wasn't doing exceptional. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I was thinking about why it uh, wasn't doing so well. A couple things is, one, they were only asking for people to donate $10 this time instead of 100 uh, Oh, really? Yeah, okay. it was because the goal was not to raise huge amounts of money. It was oh. to get as many new donors because that seems to be more of a media fixation than huh. raw numbers. I See, I, I knew so little about this, I didn't even know that. So and I think this is also not promoted very wasn't well. wasn't much talk. Right. There wasn't much talk about it. Um, but I do have an idea uh, for the next money bomb. Is I know, Mark, you have that deal going on. How far off are we? I, I, it can't be very far. Um, I haven't. What, I've the, not the Mark taking off his shirt. Right. I've I've never yeah. uh, kept my. Uh, I've never kept track of it. Uh, you know, there's listeners that have been doing that. Weren't they sending you receipts at one point? Shouldn't yeah, you have those receipts? I, I probably could put it together, but it was like I'd said. It, it was never my thing. Okay. So I'd never taken responsibility for it. So who was in charge? Bradley. Oh, okay. Brad Jardis from Law Enforcement Against Prohibition. I'll be seeing him tomorrow, by the way. All right, well, I'll ask him on the forms then, but I'm thinking next Money Bomb, if you start uh, showing how much money you need and then start really promoing it on the show, I think next Money Bomb might do a little bit extra. Ugh, I can't imagine that uh, it, it's going to have any effect at all, and we're very close, but okay. Do some sit-ups, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the call, dude. 800-259-9231. I've got the uh, skinny on the Zap X. This, according to FixingThePlanet.com, uh, found this through Google. It's he was close. Al was close on the twenty five thousand. It's twenty five thousand down. Uh, Sixty is going to be the delivered price. Now, so that's talking, much better than the the Tesla. And you're talking about a uh, a sports car at um you know with one hundred and fifty five thousand. Uh, you know, it's I guess it's an SUV crossover. They're, yeah, they're calling they're this an SUV. But a hundred uh, excuse me, one hundred and fifty five miles per hour top end. That's pretty quick little car. Hell yeah. Anything that uh, Lotus does is going to look beautiful. So, wow. It says here that Costco and Walmart already have outlets available for you to plug in. Huh. That's pretty crazy. Who knows how, how fast these are going to come along, Mark? Very uh, cool. says it costs about a dollar to refuel the Zebra. I'm not sure what the Zebra is. It may be another one of their cars. Maybe they've got more than one. Uh, Lotus has several cars. Yeah, but I'm talking about electric. I see. $3.50 is what it's going to cost to refuel the Zapex. Wow. Not and then you go shabby. 300 miles plus yeah, on that? Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, 350-mile range. It's an all-aluminum frame. Uh, we partner with Lotus Engineering to introduce an entire line of green but very advanced vehicles. 
One is an electric SUV called the Zap X in the 60,000 range. Its all aluminum frame allows it frame allows us to add additional batteries that give it a 350 mile range, a penny per mile operational cost, 155 mile per hour capability, touchscreen controls, and all biometric entry and ignition. If these sell for 60 grand, you you hear all those yeah you hear all those uh, added specs. If these sell, then somebody's going to come out with this, but without the consumer touch screen. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, well, a sixty thousand dollars is darn close to a consumer level car for an SUV. Sixties, yeah, that's competitive. It, I mean, I don't know what the. Uh, I, I'm not in the market for high end SUVs, but I, I would imagine that the Lincoln and the Cadillac are selling at that level. Wow, this is pretty cool. Uh, it says here in the early stages, people will just plug in at work, restaurants, and their homes. Costco and Walmart already have pl- uh, outlets available. The infrastructure will change, so you'll put a few quarters in a station and start refueling. It says that the Zebra, this is some other vehicle they don't mention here. It must be well known to the uh, environmentalist crews. Uh, it takes four hours to recharge, but the Zap X comes standard with a new fast-charging lithium battery. Plug it in, and ten minutes later, you're on your way. Mm. That's advanced, man. I'm shocked it's this good already. Pretty exciting. Marketplace can fix these problems. Yep, 1-800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. The features there are completely free, so enjoy those. They include, by the way, uh, the wiki, the updates, the live streams, everything you'll find there. We give it to you. Now, if you like it, then maybe you want to voluntarily support the show by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. Just go to amp.freetalklive.com to get involved with the program. It'll cost you about 3 bucks a month, and or you can go higher than that if you want to. Some of our listeners have decided to do. But 3 bucks is all we ask you for. And we give you a few perks in return for that $3. We'll give you access to the AMP-only call-in line, AMP-only chat room and forum. All the details are there at amp.freetalklive.com. But the money actually goes not to paychecks, not to bonuses or anything like that, but it actually goes right back and gets reinvested into the show to help get us on more radio stations. In fact, we're going to be getting on two more stations coming up here within the next two weeks. Uh, So looking forward to announcing those. And they're both FM talk stations, which Mm. is also extra exciting because... The fact is, younger listeners are on the FM band, more female listeners are on the FM band, so it's great to uh, to expand the listenership uh, of the show to get on more FM stations. And all this is being made possible by our over 400 Free Talk Live amplifiers, so we'd love for you to join their ranks. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com, makes a big difference. That's amp.freetalklive.com. You know, I've been doing a little bit more poking around here, Mark. I went to. You're excited about this. This is cool. I like. I like this. There's more than that, though. Did you go to their main website? Um, the ZapX website or yeah, the Lotus website? The Lotus Zap website. It's I, Zap I World. Seen the their, their main website is ZapWorld.com, and I'm just. I mean, I barely had a chance to scrap uh, scratch the surface on this, but they have. They do have affordable electric cars. They have it's ugly. Oh, yes. I guess I've seen them. It's very ugly, oh, the but zebra? It's, yeah, it's affordable. The Zebra, spelled with an X, X E B R A, electric sedan. You put put five hundred dollars down to reserve it, and the the MSRP is only eleven thousand two hundred bucks. Now the the specs what? aren't quite as uh, th- as good. It's only twenty five miles you can drive per charge. Twenty five uh, miles you can d- drive per charge. Okay, so up to forty car. miles per day with an oppor- with opportunity charging. Uh, so, you know, it's a smaller vehicle. It's not as serious of a car, but it looks like it's still got the same functionality. 
Well, um, you know, the kind of car that I, what I drive, I, I don't drive more than 25 miles a day right. generally. I, I just keep it in town here in Keene, New Hampshire. So, you know, that would be a, a fine vehicle for me. The other thing I noticed about the, the, the X, what was it called? The X? Zap, the Zap X. Uh, noticed that they have, apparently they have four engines in the wheels. It's interesting. So it's all-wheel drive. There's no central engine in the vehicle anymore. Perfect for New England. That would be pretty good for New England, as a matter of fact. Talk about good weight distribution and well, if there's efficiency. An, and real all-wheel drive as opposed to four-wheel drive, because four-wheel drive is really just two-wheel drive. Yeah. But, um, you know, two of the wheels are at turn at any given time. Um, so real all-wheel drive will get you through just about anything. It's not like I claimed, I don't claim to be an automotive expert or anything, but these are pretty interesting vehicles. I'll keep poking around here as we continue the show. I think you should get one of those little zappy stand-up scooter things. <laughs> oh, what do they have, like, what is it? I'm, I'm not seeing that. It's, it's on the main page. Okay, I'll look around later. Let's go to the phones. Talk to JC in Utah. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, JC. Libertations, gentlemen. Hey, what's happening? Libertations, that's a new salutations one. Salutations. And... <laughs> it's uh, salutations of liberty. Very good, sir. What's on your mind? I want to tell you what, uh, what I did before the last uh, big uh, Ron Paul uh, money bomb, but it's nothing compared to what others like, like yourselves and others who have sacrificed a lot more did. I, uh, I don't like the word sacrifice. Um, you know, I like the word investment. I have not sacrificed anything. I've put money in in the investment phase of expanding liberty and helping people understand what freedom is. But go ahead. Sure, sure. Um, I was at a rally... In, uh, in Salt Lake back in September, and uh, I wanted Ron Paul to sign something, so I pulled a $1 bill out of my pocket, and I asked him to invalidate it for me. Uh, instead of doing that, he actually kindly uh, made up all the inflation that the U.S. dollar has, uh, has lost since 1913, because I turned around, put it on eBay, and I sold that $1 bill for $127.00. Fifty cents plus ten dollars. If you shipping. could just get him to sign all of your dollars, then you'd be in pretty good shape. I know, you know. It, uh, wow. Too bad the guy's uh, too busy. But uh, I use that money to um, to I, I guess invest in, in the uh, the last Ron Paul money bomb. But um, I also um, that's Ian, pretty cool. Uh, speak, speaking about the word sacrifice, mm -hmm. um, I uh, I have to tell you. I, I don't agree with the word sacrifice uh, as in the market of liberty because, uh, for example, take my great-great-great-great-grandfather, um, John Harrington. He was one of the first seven to die on the field in, in Concord uh, when, when the Redcoats came that day hmm. uh, defending the, the ar armory. And he made a sacrifice. He didn't necessarily do it against his will. You know, he voluntarily, without coercion, put his life on the line and, and lost it. He was shot, and he crawled to um, he crawled two miles on his belly to the doorstep where he died on his wife's feet. And mm. uh, and and you know George Washington and all their founding fathers they they put their names on the Declaration of Independence, placing their lives and their their reputations on the line, fighting the greatest empire in the world. And and that and that goes to the uh, the political burnout we you know some of us may be feeling, you know um, we don't do any of this because it's likely, but we we do it because of principle and we voluntarily put our lives on the line, if not our lives then our dollars or our or our our, our reputations and or our safety mm -hmm. safety at the hands of the police state, we, you know I, and I do think it is a, a it is a sacrifice, 
or a gamble, but, you know, um, I think sacrifice is voluntary, and it can be in our interest, because liberty is in our interest, and so many have sacrificed them, themselves for liberty. And um, I just wanted to throw that out. You can chew on it. But, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I see where you're coming from, and I, and I, I can empathize uh -huh. with, with your position. Uh, I just don't – I think that what they were talking about – you're referencing the market for liberty. It's an audio book. Yeah. Uh, it's, an also, it's also a regular book, but I've turned it into an audio book, and we're giving it away at book.freekeen.com for anyone that hasn't had a chance to go and download it. It's now actually I – should, I should mention it's now available in actual audio book format. One of our listeners, uh, What's the Frequency Kenneth is what his name is on the BBS, he took the time to take the MP3 files that I originally created – and somehow compile them into a special audiobook format. Mm -hmm. And apparently this is like bookmarkable, so where if you stop playing it, 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 it remembers where you left off. I'm not sure what all the perks are of this, but uh, many people told me that this is a better format, so you should put this online, and, and so I have done that. Uh, you can get those at book.freekeen.com. But what they talk about in the book is how uh, that the government education system holds up sacrifice as though it is a virtue. And... What they point out is that when you sacrifice something, you aren't, re you aren't getting value in return. Uh, when two people sacrifice, neither of those two participants, neither of those two people is receiving any value for their sacrifice. I mean, that is the definition of a sacrifice, is to give up value in return for nothing. And so well, I don't do know if something. the things that you're describing are necessarily sacrifice simply because you gain something you purchase something when when you uh sacrifice you you purchase peace of mind you you purchase satisfaction knowing that you're you're doing the right thing i mean there are some transactions that take place between free individuals that don't necessarily have tangible value oh i, they have I think when they value. were talking about sacrifice they were specifically talking about when you do not gain when you uh, you expect to lose and lose you do uh, so I think there you know now we're, we're I think sacrifice can have a wider definition than what the Tannehills explained in their book and I think you've That's pointed true. out a few instances of that it's just it I would prefer to call book. it I, I would prefer to call it. that risk or I would prefer to call that an investment more than anything else or risk something like that right um, that's a good point and on that note though just um, mark yes. <laughs> Uh, mm -hmm. Donate to Ron Paul tonight. Okay. <laughs> hey, it's just 10 bucks. I didn't know it was 10 bucks. I thought it was uh, $100. I was going to give him 100 I might do it anyway. Anyway, thanks All for right. the call, Jason. Take care, gentlemen. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Yeah, I'm not saying that I'm unwilling to donate to the Ron Paul campaign. I am. It uh, really the, you know, we were talking about why some people haven't, and I was expressing how I felt right now. 800-259-9231, the ZapX, uh, ZapWorld.com, these electric cars we've been talking about for the last half hour. They also have the Zap Alias that looks more like a sports car, mm -hmm. and it apparently has two in-wheel motors, so the two wheels up front have motors in them. Mm -hmm. uh, there's apparently one wheel in the back. A lot of these vehicles are three-wheeled vehicles. Yeah, the, the Zap uh, Zebra, which is, um, is a three-wheeled vehicle, looks, this looks like a little... Uh, Commuter car, I guess. Right, it looks like one of those little Euro cars, basically. Yeah. This one is definitely top more... Speed of, top speed of 40 miles an hour. On this the, one's uh, definitely sexier, uh, definitely sportier. Mm, it's amazing. Zero to 60 in 5.7 seconds. That's fast. Uh, the maximum speed, 156 miles per hour. It can go 100 miles on a charge, apparently. What's the and price tag? Price tag's MSRP three, uh, 30000 It's beautiful. I'll 5, buy it. 5000 down. I'll buy it. 1-800-259-9231. I'm shocked. 
at how affordable these have become and how fast. The market is truly an amazing force. Hour two's coming up. It's time to pick a candidate, a serious candidate for president, and start moving forward. That candidate is George Phillies. This is George Phillies, Libertarian for President. I approved of this message, paid for by Phillies 2008. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number two of the program. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number. 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it is Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Rolling right into your phone calls. Let's talk to Gene, the Christian anarchist in Tennessee. Gene, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. I wanted to talk to you guys about the conspiracy against Ron Paul. Okay, sure. And... uh you know, I know we've talked about conspiracy in the past. It's one of the few things I disagree with you on is uh, the importance of understanding them. But I don't think even Ian could deny that there is an active media conspiracy to underscore the efforts of Ron Paul and the uh did you think campaign. I would? I mean, I'm not anti-conspiracy, Gene. Clearly, there are conspiracies out there. It's just that there are certain conspiracies that some people spend way too much of their free time on. But what's their motivation? Well, Here's what I don't... You know, it's, it's, the, the effect is clear, Gene, and uh, most of us don't, agree, um, don't mo- disagree um, with conspiracy theorists in any manner at all as to the effect. It's the cause. Um, and I just... Why are they doing it? Is it just because it doesn't fit in their paradigm? Is it because they've received well, orders from the bill... Bilderbergers? I don't know. It's because, uh, it's quite clearly because a movement such as this, and I've stated in the past, this is a movement. It's just like uh, the 60s uh, when uh, when there was a big movement towards uh, getting us out of our, uh, Vietnam and uh, freeing people up in, uh, of course, free speech and marches and things like that. That was a movement, and this is a movement as well. And... Uh, the, uh, I'm sorry, I got distracted here because uh, I'm trying to drive the car. But anyway, um, the, the movement is towards liberty and freedom, and the people at the top, and I know you guys don't like to talk about the people at the top, but clearly the people at the top control the media. They control, they have controlling interest in the media. They have an agenda, and their agenda is to extract more and more money from the people and give them less and less freedoms because you can't have freedoms and be able to extract their money. I mean, that's all there is to it. You have to enslave the people in order to extract the money. And it's obvious that if the Ron Paul revolution were to really take hold, which it's starting to, and it is continuing to, that that is going to put a damper in their money train, and it's all about the money. Well, we understand that uh, Fox News, owned by Rupert Murdoch, he's uh, pretty close, uh, closely tied. We've seen evidence that he's pretty closely tied to, uh, to both Hillary Clinton and Rudy Giuliani. And, uh, you know, obviously they're going to help their political buddies uh, try Nothing's to... going to help Rudy at this point. ...try to succeed, and so they're doing that by excluding the one man that actually uh, offers something different, and that's, uh, that's Ron Paul. Come on, Gene, you knew not... that... You, you didn't really think I was going to oppose you on this, did you? No, that's the reason I brought this one up, because I know that even you couldn't deny that this is an active conspiracy. It's not just a chance thing. It's no not way. Just, it's not just a collusion at the top by a couple. This is an active conspiracy among the controllers of the media, and it's not just Rupert, it's not just Murdoch, it's, it's Turner and Murdoch and a couple other of the big players, 
they've gotten together and they've compared their scorecards and their playbooks and they've decided how they want to play this game. And it is, by definition, a conspiracy. And there's just absolutely no way that, I mean, we could go through on air here and and cite all the examples, but I don't think it's necessary. No, we've we've talked about them as as time has gone on. Everybody out there can clearly see the the conspiracy that's going on. I mean, they just deny the... uh, the second place finish in Nevada having <laughs> yeah. any significance. Well, Mark was saying that all they were talking, you told me before we went on the air tonight, Mark, that all they were talking about today was South Carolina. Nobody was talking about Nevada at all. That's all I heard on when I was listening to the talking heads, uh, you know, the Republicans on the radio, is that uh, they were talking about South Carolina because they didn't want to have to say that Ron Paul came in second in Nevada. Oh, Ron Paul, or uh, Fox News just left him out. From their grass. <laughs> it's amazing. So, so now what we need to do is we need to concentrate on Florida, and we need to get at least a third-place finish in Florida. And getting a third-place... There's a whole lot of delegates still up for grass. People are whining and complaining, oh, Ron Paul's not doing this, not doing that, he's not getting here, he's not getting there. There are thousands of delegates still up for grass, and these things can be... Uh, I mean, Ron Paul can win a portion of them. He doesn't even have to win them all only got to win a third of them, if even that, a quarter of them. If he wins a quarter of the delegates, he's in the running for this for this show all the way to the end. Well, you so, know what, Gene? The good the good news is that the conspiracy is starting to matter less and less. I mean, there there probably is exactly what you're saying. These big media conglomerates, the men at the top, uh, are definitely working in hand in hand with the politicians to exclude Ron Paul's ideas uh, from the debate. But it's starting to matter less. The, the big media, the old media, is becoming less and less relevant as every single day goes by. And new media like YouTube and other shows, more decentralized programming, radio and television uh, available over the Internet, and in some cases on, on the radio, like our show, uh, is becoming, well, they can't control us, and they can't control all the people on YouTube. So over time, they're going to be completely irrelevant. Those medias in two years' time are going to look just like those medias in China if Ron Paul doesn't win this election. I'm telling you that if we don't turn it around this election cycle, we're going to look like China. We're not going to have YouTube. We're not going to have blogs. We're not going to have the freedom to dissent against the government. It's the Patriot Act and, the, and John McCain or Hillary Clinton, whichever one were the most likely to obtain that office, if it's not Ron Paul, is going to make sure that you don't have that freedom two years from now. I can guarantee it. Now, um, Gene, I, I, don't think I'm, I don't think I'm entirely on board on the collusion to, uh, to exclude Ron Paul here. Uh, the, the, the effect is obvious, but I think that more of them, uh, more, just more or less, the media doesn't care about Ron Paul. They don't see how he can win, so therefore they're not going to include him. They, they consider him uh, you know, an unlikely guy to win, so they're, you know, they're not, not including Fox, I believe. They have a vendetta. Well, they got Thompson in there, and there's but, no way he's going to win. At this, well, you know, at the very least, yeah, he's an actor. At, yeah, right. He's got some kind of, you know, positive. You know, if Madonna was uh, running, but she was only getting one percent, they would still put her in because she's freaking Madonna. Sure. Imagine if Britney Spears ran. Oh my gosh! Well, right. Now, now, hold on. Before we go on, I, I want to finish the thought. Let me let me finish the thought, Gene. Um, you know, for instance, John Stossel, when he was asked about Ron Paul, he assen- he essentially said that Ron Paul. You know, I'm sure that John Stossel, if there's a collusion, he's been sat down by the. Uh, by, by the elite media people that control the world, those folks, I'm sure he's been sat down and said, look, it's you or this Ron Paul guy. You know, you can't get behind him or whatever. And he just he essentially said, well, you know, love to talk about Ron Paul. 
but uh, he's just not that sexy. And he did well, he do did an, an interview. He did an interview with him. He didn't go on uh, national television, right? Well, right. It went on their because, website. Because the top media do not. I mean, the top people do not sit down with Stasso. Stasso sits down with his boss. His boss sits down with his boss, and his boss sits down with his boss. It's not like the the few people at the top, the two or three media moguls talk to John Stassel and tell him what to say. That doesn't happen, and you know it. And to, and to throw that out as some kind of a uh, proof that this is not happening is just disingenuous. You know it's, darn it, well No, no, absolutely not disingenuous. I I'm, I'm, do not believe that, uh, you know, these, that there's big guys controlling media. I've worked in media for the last <laughs> ten years, and I've, you know, I've never seen anything like this. You don't believe Murdoch controls his country's company? I, th- I think he controls it to some extent, but I think that ad revenues control it um, largely, and I think that uh, his editors have a you know a huge role. I think so that, that if Murdoch's empire shows a big story about Murdoch, runs a big story about Murdoch being a crook and then embezzling a whole bunch of money. Murdoch's not going to come down on him like a ton of bricks. I think that there you're talking. Uh, yes, I think he would come down on them like a t- ton of bricks. Okay, I th- but so he I does think that control the, his media. He does in that ex- to that extent, but farther than that's that, I'm not willing. That's the extent that I'm. That's the extent I'm talking about. He controls the guys under him. They control the guys under them, and they control the guys under them. Well, but yeah, you do also understand. We, dis- it. we disagree in an issue of degree. I That's think all. what Mark is talking about here is that yes, it's not a 100 percent lockdown. In that, if it were, John Stossel wouldn't have a job as a 2020 there, anchor. There is no such thing as a 100 percent lockdown, and nobody is proposing such a thing. It is a steering mechanism. It's a direction control. We can at the top they control the direction. There's gonna be certain news reporters that are going to go astray and report things they aren't supposed to, and then they're going to get hollered at by their supervisors, and they're going to not do it again. That might well, be true. And, uh, certainly it's not Stossel. John, He's not getting yelled at. Well, Stossel has He's had some restrictions placed on him in the, pa- in the past, but you know the fact is, and Gene, thanks for the call as always, sir. Thank you. Uh, the, the fact is that things are moving in the right direction. John Stossel, uh, 20 years ago, was just a beat reporter, and now he's the head uh, anchor at 2020, and he is an out-and-out libertarian. That's good news. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We have got a bulletin board system with over 300,000 posts. Free to surf around through. Uh, lots to talk about there. Serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. And now you can save time and money on common legal matters. Created by top attorneys, LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like your will or living trust in minutes. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save 10%. That's LegalZoom. Dot com. Just a, just a couple more comments before we continue the phone calls on Gene's call a few moments ago about the media conspiracy. I think he's right uh, to an extent that there are definitely people within the media, the uh, the people that are have a controlling interest in these media um, conglomerates, that absolutely have an interest in controlling the message. I mean, you know, Mark, we have an interest in controlling the message on our show yep. uh, in that, well, I mean, you can still call in and talk about what you want, but obviously we want to talk about, uh, we want to take the pro-liberty position on the issues, and uh, there's a reason why we don't have a socialist on the show, beyond the fact that it would be insane, we'd be arguing every single moment of the right. show. Every breath that we took, um, there would be a, uh, you know, a disagreement, and 
I, I, I honestly don't think that a socialist could stand up to the level of uh, arguments. Yeah, they'd probably give up, but leave. But, but th- th- my point is, it's our show, so we can construct the message. We choose the stories to report on. It's not a news show. We don't claim to be a news show, but we choose what we want to, you know, what we bring into the table to discuss on a, on a nightly basis. And similarly, the the news editors and the managers and uh, the the people and the the content providers at these news agencies are also making those decisions. And so inevitably, when you have somebody like a Rupert Murdoch who has political connections, political ties, he is going to hire uh, people who are friendly to his viewpoint. I mean, wouldn't you? If you were in charge, if, you know, you put Gene the Christian anarchist in charge of uh, MSNBC or ABC News, wouldn't you hire some anarchists? Wouldn't you hire some free marketeers or voluntarists to start being the news editors? Of course you would. Uh, because you have an interest in skewing things uh, in that direction. So that's understandable. It is what's going on to some extent. But also there's the market factor, and this is what you were touching on, Mark. There's the, the money factor, and that is that if uh, if a news agency feels as though it can make more money off of hiring a libertarian anchor than it could off of hiring a socialist, it's going to hire the libertarian because, it's like Gene said, it's about the money, right? He admitted that. It is about the money. And that's why John Stossel is is now in the uh, the anchor chair at 2020, because not only is he a good reporter, but he's so good at what he does, and his uh, his news packages are so entertaining and so persuasive that ABC knew that they were going to make more money by putting promoting John Stossel instead of promoting one of their other probably hundred reporters that they had. Well, and that's the key to the uh, the Liberty Movement entirely is to make it is you know for young people out there right now to start careers on the path that John Stossel did what be it in television sure. magazines whatever and uh you know to get involved in some of these major news magazines and and have a small amount of influence exactly you you can't just sit back and hope someone else is going to do it if you don't have something else that you feel you should be doing with your life get into media but, uh get involved and then maybe you can be the next john Stossel. i don't know if uh turner and uh murdoch got together in a room and said let's keep this paul guy out that doesn't make yeah, that sense that i don't to know me. about um what does make sense to me is one time i had a conversation i can see murdoch saying to himself this guy's awful i don't want him on my air right, well here let me tell you about this uh this gal that i uh she was a politician she was running for school board in sarasota county okay. and she was going to change you know school boarding and i had her name? conversation i can't remember okay conversations with her via email and personally where i essentially explained to her that um you know her sis you know the the, the school system's broken her uh you know getting on that board and supporting it and you know therefore getting me and, and trying to make it bigger and more intrusive was enslaving me and was violent towards me was threatening me with taking my house away mm. and that was wrong and that was bad i vaguely she recall this didn't listen I mean, she, she did not listen to what I'd say. Her mind blanked out the things that I said. She's like, oh, well, I have a different philosophy, and... Yeah. Uh, no, it's I not a different I think I remember you philosophy. sharing those with me. I'm this. sure it, it's yeah. been years, but yeah, it's been several years, but... Yeah. You know, I think that that's how it is for people that are, you know, up in the media that are making these decisions, is they're just sort of entrenched in their philosophies. They're not trying to exclude anyone oh that's nonsense it's they are level... absolutely trying to exclude ron paul okay they're not absolutely maliciously doing it and they're not conspiring it to do it. It, it it is a malicious thing i don't know how far the conspiracy goes i i would think it's just you know someone at the top whether it be rupert murdoch or one of his higher-ups making these editorial decisions but that's and just then... well, for one channel 
Right. I agree with you that they're not meeting with the other guys because MSNBC has been giving Ron Paul a whole lot more coverage. He's been on uh, the Joe Scarborough show several times by phone and in person. He's been on. uh, Yeah. And he's been on uh, Tucker Carlson, also an MSNBC product, Mm -hmm. uh, a number of times as well. So it's clear that some channels and of course, then there's ABC News, which seems to have a libertarian reporting streak. It's not all throughout ABC News, but just looking at the, the stories that I see on ABC News, there seems to be sort of a libertarian streak there. And I, it, I, I imagine it has no small uh, portion to do with John Stossel's influence there. So I don't agree that there's some media-wide conspiracy, but are there people within media organizations making editorial decisions based on their politics? Absolutely. I would do it. I wouldn't make it as blatant as Fox News uh, is. But I don't think that because they're making those decisions based on their politics that they are conspiring. A a conspiracy to me means uh, the meeting of equal minds... Uh, getting together and saying, let's do this. So therefore, um, you well, know, somebody's conspiracy is two people deciding to do something. Well, uh, me telling you what to do when you're my uh, employee is not a conspiracy then, right? Because you're not deciding to do anything other yeah, I guess than you're right. keep your job. Yeah, I guess you're right about that. So that's not a conspiracy. Hmm. That's just one guy's, um, you know, at the top, whoever that is, their philosophy on how things are. Let's go to the phone calls. You can bring up what you want. It's Vince in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Vince. Hey guys, um, calling in to talk about the guest you had on yesterday. Um, we had I, a guest on yesterday. On, uh, Wait Saturday, a minute, Saturday. Ian, have sorry, you been doing sorry. interviews without me? No, 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 no. Sorry, uh, it was it was last Saturday, I believe. It was the fellow from Chicago who yeah. called in about the smoking ban. Right. Yep. Sorry, I listened to it yesterday on my podcast. Cigars and stripes. I can't. Anyway, um, you know, at, at first, you know, I'm always sympathetic with these people that are having their businesses run by bureaucrats. But by the end of that interview, I wanted to strangle the guy, just because, you know, he just wasn't. He, like Ian was trying to point out to him, like you know, like he was saying, oh, you know, I'm I'm fine with people being in charge as long as it's, they're not messing with me, or I'm fine with, you know, registering with the government, but not getting the fact that that was the reason they're able to come out after him, or yeah. that you know, I'm fine with an 18% tax on tobacco, but not understanding that that's that money is how they're able to enforce their laws on Sure, him. that uh, that one reg- one regulation opens the door to an infinite uh, a number of further regulations. And it, and it wasn't just that. It, was, it wasn't that he, you know, just didn't understand it or didn't compute, because, I mean, that's understandable. But he, like, even after the commercial break, he, he, made, he came back and was, like, very clear, you know, I just want to say, no, I believe that we, we need to have these things and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, it was just like, especially the part where he said he wanted to get grandfathered in, you know, it was just like, okay, so great, you want to make sure that it doesn't apply to you, right. but he's only looking out for else. You're only mad at him because he won't take the bullet for you. I mean, open up a cigar store and, and flaunt well, their law. Then. No, no, I understand where Vince is coming from, and Vince, you can come back here in a moment. Hang on. 800-259-9231. He's pointing out that this guy's only out for him, and he's only out for his business, and he doesn't care if other businesses get regulated because he understands that he'll Free be Talk protected. Free Talk Live doesn't violate FCC rules. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This 
is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. Uh, And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features for free, the wiki, over 1,500 pages created by listeners just like you. You can go to wiki.freetalklive.com to get interactive. It's free. That's W-I-K-I, wiki.freetalklive.com. Your mattress was likely manufactured using all kinds of disturbing chemicals. Does this bother you? Well, it bothers some scientists, especially in the case of young children. Savvy Rest mattresses are made of 100% natural latex rubber, organic wool, and organic cotton. You can try their crib mattresses, too. SavvyRest.com for the sleep you've been dreaming of. That's SavvyRest.com. You know, I've uh, Ian, we just uh, got a bassinet for the baby uh, that's on the way here. And, uh, that like a crib? It's, I think, a small crib. Okay. Um, Is it rock? Is that what makes it a bassinet? Um, like a rocking no. chair, but a crib? No, it's no. Uh, it's small. I think that's okay. what makes it a bassinet. I'm not sure. All my terminology may be off, but uh, we were looking for, you know, we talked to Savvy Rest about getting a uh, custom size fit for the bassinet. So, yeah. Um, you know, that way the baby isn't breathing in all the bad fumes from some mattress. These things don't have much of a mattress anyway. It's essentially a... Uh, like a half inch of foam wrapped in uh, shower curtain material. <laughs> there you go. All right, let's continue with your phone calls. We go back to Vince in California. Vince, you're back on Free Talk Live. Now, you were bringing up the interview that we did over the weekend, uh, and it was actually uh, Mike D. from Red Bar Radio that turned me on to this guy. He uh, had told me that the uh, the owner, the bar owner that we had uh, from uh, owns a bar called Cigars and Stripes in the Chicago area, uh, that, that he was going to resist and refuse uh, these new smoking regulations. There's a new smoking ban in Illinois, uh, and uh, and that's the reason I had him on the show, not because he was a libertarian or anything like that. And you were you were pretty upset with him, right? Yeah, and I just want to make clear to Mark that like I understand, you know, you need to take care of your family, you need to take care of your business, you know. And so like it's one thing it's one thing to say, oh well, you know, I, I I'd like to get rid of these laws, but if the only way I can do that is to get grandfathered in, then that's you know that's what I'll do. But just in the context of everything else he said and, and the specific points he made, it's like, why, why should I feel sympathy for him and his loss of freedom when he obviously doesn't really care about mine? You know, he, he's perfectly willing to have me be taxed and have me be regulated, and yet he's coming on, you know, saying that, oh, well, this is a problem, this is horrible, this is happening to me. I think well, that most people in the liberty movement, most people in the liberty movement are looking for some level of liberty, not complete liberty like Ian proposes. Um, and well, there's either liberty or there's not. I suppose right. you can say that, but um, you know, there's levels of liberty at the same time. Okay, Which, I disagree. No, that no, you can't disagree. You're out of your you, mind if you disagree. So anyway, what he wants is he wants a certain level of liberty. For now, himself. Maybe it's, well, um, yeah, himself, for himself and his business. In the case of the grandfathering in, but he wants people to be able to smoke in bars too. Yes, it happens to be his bar, but at the very least. You know, there's a uh, you know there's a bar that they can smoke in. I mean, I'll tell you, you know, I, I can see why he would want to, at the very least, keep his bar non-smoking. Sure, he'd like to have them all, you know, uh, or excuse me, keep his bar smoking. I'm sure he'd like to have them all, but if you know, if you can't win that battle, why should he finance the war? You know. And why? And but why should I care either? I mean, it's not my bar either. Yeah, I guess then we should all just sit around and not care about each other's liberties. No, so, we should. I think that we should. Well, no, what and you're I saying, Vince, is that, that, that Ian was trying to get across to him, like in a couple. You know, Ian didn't really press the point too much, but it's not. It's about liberty for everyone in in all, or at least you know more instances than than him. I mean, like 
where obviously you know Ian had the guy in because he had, he was had a sympathetic cause. You know he was getting screwed over, and yet you know we're supposed to have sympathy for him for getting screwed over. But he you know he obviously doesn't care about anyone else getting screwed over for everything else that they get screwed over. Yeah, for. I see what you're saying, Vince. What you're saying he is just that needs more education. Right. Well, he's yeah, a typical exactly. he's a typical ignorant American. And what you're pointing out, Vince, is that if this guy is only interested in his bar and the freedom to do what he wants in his bar, but not everybody else's freedom, then why should you, as someone who, in theory, could have gotten excited, in theory, could have really thrown some weight behind this guy or gone to uh, to support him? Maybe if you lived right. in the Chicago area, you could right. have gone and brought some business to him in order to show support. Since he, in the event that he was being principled and actually standing up for everyone's freedom, but he's not. He only wants an exemption. He only wants his bar to be protected, and so yeah. therefore he is uh, he is uh, unwittingly shutting himself off from a, a fairly large uh, swath of support that he could have. That's exactly. Okay. Very good. Thanks for the the uh, the call tonight, Vince. Appreciate hearing from you. I, you know, I, I agree I can, with I can, it. I can see the you know I can see the point, but uh, at the same time, I think that uh, we that love liberty do need to sort of. Educate, and this is an opportunity, a real opportunity to, you know, for Ronnie to get educated on these subjects and see that if he stands for a little something, that many people will rally to support. I think so. Though that wasn't my purpose on having him on the show. I just wanted to talk about having a business owner stand up and refuse regulations, which is what he's doing. He's mm. he's refusing to follow the smoking ban, and he's going to be fined, and other things are going to happen to him. And that, that was my purpose. But then he started talking about obeying other laws and supporting them, and I, I obviously had to combat him on that one. Uh, but certainly if there are libertarians living in his area that would like to go and and uh, persuade him to our side, I, I would imagine he'd be a fairly receptive individual to that. 1-800-259-9231. And... and th- as far as your statement about levels of liberty, Mark, okay, all right. Well, you're saying there are different levels of uh, of freedoms that one can have, but sure. I think you either have liberty or you have an infringement upon it. You're saying there are different uh, levels of infringement that you can have, well, and that much is true. You're saying that but there's liber- only one that, liberty, and that that's liberty the, is complete liberty. That's what you're saying. That's what Which liberty is. Is fine yeah. if you want to take that um, that definition, but as, as I, you know, saying that levels of liberty exist, there certainly are levels of liberty. There are levels of infringement. You're not, you know, in a straitjacket in a padded room. So you have a certain level of liberty. I see where you're coming from. One eight hundred. All you have to do is spend a little time in prison, and you'll realize, hmm, even inside prison they have jails. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We continue with Billy Bob in Wisconsin. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, I'm just calling in reference to a previous caller. Um, and this is towards Mark. Uh, he said that you need to start doing uh, sit-ups. Yes. I think that's totally inconsiderate. Why do you think that? Because I think you should be doing bench press. It'll get you in a lot more shape So when you take your shirt off. Well, you know, bench press uh, is bad for the rotator cuff. I don't recommend anyone do bench press. If you're going to do bench incline? press, you, I- incline um, presses uh, is something entirely different. Your shoulders are set up for that. Watch your breathing there, man. But uh, if, if you want to build your pectoralis muscles, incline press is the way to go. There you go. Uh, fitness tips with Mark. Any other thoughts? Billy Bob? Uh, no, that should do it. Thanks Thank for you. the call, dude. <laughs> 800-259-9231. Uh, let's go to Christian in New Jersey on the amp line. Christian, what's on your mind? Uh, hey, guys. Hey, I um, was just going to tell you here in the Glorious People's Republic of New Jersey this weekend, we uh, we discovered that the governor apparently has no consideration for the First Amendment. Hmm. Uh, he's uh, been uh, proposing well, – we're, we're in a major debt trouble right now in this state. We're, we're on the verge of having to borrow about $32 billion. Whoa. 
Yeah, to refinance um, our our roads and uh, our bridges because they're in such bad shape. They've been <laughs> looting our our public trusts for apparently like twenty years. Okay. So we're at the point where we need a thirty-two billion dollars. So the the governor came up with this plan where he would raise taxes uh, or not taxes, tolls five hundred percent. Whoa! Over the next, <laughs> yeah, over the next uh, five to ten years. So uh, just based on your reaction, you can imagine how the rest of the people in the state have been reacting. <laughs> so uh, he's been having these little town hall meetings throughout the state where he's supposed to go and tell us exactly why it's a good idea for him to, you know, allow him to borrow thirty-two billion dollars from who knows where and give it to the same politicians that spent. The, you know, the previous money that got us into trouble. Why is he doing so, that? Why is he going to these meetings? I mean, he doesn't need well, to ask their permission. That's, that's a big question. I mean, that's a question. There's a, there's a radio station for New Jersey, too, that is, they're not libertarian, but they're kind of Republicans, so they're, they kind of bust his, 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 uh, mm-hmm. his gonads yeah. Yeah, uh, on, on these issues. Because he's a Democrat. We're a very Democratic state. And um, they say the same thing. Like, why is he even bothering asking us? They're going to do it anyway. But right. it, w- whatever the reason, he's doing it to make himself look good. I don't sure. Know. Yeah, know, that's probably liberals it. Liberals are very touchy-feely. They want us to make, you know, they want us to love them while they're yeah. making the ship. So uh, anyway, so at this one town meeting uh, in Cape May, down at the south of the state this uh, weekend, uh, a former mayor of another town in New Jersey went to this to protest. It was at a public school. Okay. You know, you're allowed, you're allowed to dememonstrate. He was being peaceful. He had a sign, and he was handing out literature with another guy. Uh, police officer. Oh, oh, all right. We're going to have you finish the story here in moments. Hang on. Former mayor outside of a public school on public property protesting this increase in New Jersey tolls where the governor was speaking. Police approaching. We will find out what the rest of the story is here in a moment with Christians. Uh, with Christian, rather. <laughs> and your calls as well. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live, your show. Bring up whatever you want. Toll free, 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features for free. So enjoy those on us. If you like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, and then uh, then you can go shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Entering Amazon through that link will result in a percentage of your purchase going to Free Talk Live. You've got to get the shopping done anyway. Amazon's already got some of the best prices on the Internet. And I was reading the Amazon thread on our BBS where people are posting all of the things they've been purchasing, just sharing with one another what they've been buying. And people are just raving about how fast Amazon get things, uh, gets things out the door. Lindsay uh, was uh, was saying that she'd placed an order with like Victoria's Secret, and they've t- taken three days to just process the order. And Amazon's got it out like the next day, and it's there in less than two days, even with free Super Saver shipping. So, I mean, people are really, really enjoying uh, the Amazon customer service. That's right. Forget the girdles and buy things from Amazon.freetalklive.com. Hey, Amazon's got clothes too, man. They've got all that stuff. Do you really? So uh, head everything. Over to, yeah, head over to Amazon.freetalklive.com. It'll help us out. You'll get the stuff you need, and they'll get it to you quick. All right, we continue with Christian in New Jersey on the Ampline. Christian, you're uh, you're in the garbage state, and <laughs> the governor is proposing raising. The tolls by up to by five hundred percent over the next five to ten years. Yeah, and of course New Jerseyites are a little bit pissed about that. So yeah, uh, more than a little. <laughs> so apparently he's he's called a series of public town hall meetings in order to soothe the uh, the angry voters. Uh, and so one of the, at one of these meetings, which was taking place at a public school, 
uh, one of the mayors, or for, was it former mayor or current mayor? It was, it was a former mayor. Okay, so a former mayor, a political personality who uh, obviously wanted some attention for himself, went out to protest this event. And I think he's doing the right, right thing in this case. He went out to protest. He had a sign. He had some flyers he was handing out. And he was on public property. It is a public school. So where, where exactly was he on uh, the school property? Uh, I'm not. I, I didn't really catch that part in the articles I read or the the news coverage I heard of it. But um, uh, you know, more or less, he was he was on. He wasn't inside the school. He was out in front of it. Okay. It's kind of it's kind of thing where like usually you wouldn't think. Oh, okay. I, I, as long as you're not being rowdy. Right. And, so know, he wasn't in people. the auditorium yelling no. and screaming. Okay. No, no, no. He was out in front where they, where so a police officer approached him and said, "Oh, the governor would prefer if you didn't hand out literature at this event." I bet he would. <laughs> I, I I bet he would too. Um, so uh, the, I, I don't know what happened next between the two of them, but the guy stayed, kept on handing out literature, mm-hmm. and then the police came back, uh, put him and one of the people he was there with in cuffs and dragged him and arrested him for um, defiant trespassing is, the, is what, what it's called. Yeah, it, apparently we passed a statute um, sometime in the last year or two. You did, huh? Well, you know, New Jersey, here in New Jersey, the wonderful, the wonderful. The benevolent friend, legislators well, in, in New Jersey. Yeah. The wonderful, yeah, the wonderful lawmakers that, that wasted our previous $32 billion and now need another $32 billion shot in the arm. Those guys passed a, a statute that um, if, if there's a sign on public property that says no trespassing and you go on there and you're asked to leave, that technically you can then be arrested even if it's considered public property. Huh. So was there I, a I sign that said statute. no trespassing? Even, well, if it says no trespassing, but the thing is, like, that shouldn't really matter if it's on public property. I really don't understand how the law works. I looked it up. I didn't understand it. I'm not a lawyer, thank God. No, they don't want you, you know. to understand how it works. They don't. No, they don't want you. But, I mean, the thing is... So, was there a sign they, that said no trespassing? Uh, I, I'm pretty sure there was a sign that said no trespassing from what I read. Okay. But, you know, regardless, and they still... They didn't this guy tell you cuffs. to leave or anything. They just said the governor would prefer. Right. Yeah, the governor the governor would prefer if you didn't hand out literature. <laughs> and they probably asked him, like, can you please leave? And he didn't, yeah. so... But, you know, the, the thing is, is that the thing that got me, um, the, the guy who runs the, or was the talk show host on the radio station at 2 in the morning, usually he's just sort of a general Republican, but all of a sudden it started sounding like a mini Free Talk Live where, you know, he started going on about the First Amendment and, you know, so forth. And a guy called in and was like, oh, well, you don't just have the right to just protest anything you want. And, and I, I couldn't believe I heard that coming from another citizen of the United States. Like, you know, it's it's amazing. <laughs> you know, people are just so they're they're getting so brainwashed. That, well, that's what the, and that's what the, the talk show started saying, and it was kind of funny because the guy he's a pretty smart guy, but he kind of stays on on general conservative uh, lines. But he was saying like it's like everybody here is programmed. You're not supposed to just do what they tell you. You know, mm. you're, you're, we're founded to protest. That's what our whole system is based on. Yeah, no doubt yeah. about it. So, what's happened to this guy? I mean, is he in jail, or has he been slapped with a fine? Or I haven't seen any new articles come out about it. Apparently, it happened this weekend, okay. and I just heard about it today. So, I was, you know, I was going to check again tomorrow and see what happened. But it, all in all, New Jersey is really—I mean, it's not—it's not a garbage state. It's actually it's pretty pretty if you're outside of the, the airport area. But other than that, politically speaking, we're we're a total mess. Yeah, I only call it that because that's what uh, I knew somebody from there once, and he said that's what they called it. So, well, they, people also call it the armpit of America. <laughs> But it, there are very, very beautiful parts of it. It's the areas that everyone drives through at high speeds that look, you know, kind of crappy. But otherwise, it's very nice parts. Yes, I have heard that there are nice parts, and I'm sure there are nice parts in, uh, yeah. in New Jersey. It's just that uh, Newark and North Bergen, not so much. No, 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 in Jersey City, yeah. But we are basically a socialist paradise over here.
All right, man. Hope you can escape someday. We're going to Pennsylvania one day, me and my wife. Thanks for the call, dude. All right. See you later, guys. 800 259 I don't know if Pennsylvania is going to be that much better. I, you know, I don't know that any of them are. Uh, there's there's few places that a libertarian can go and, uh, you know, have any effect or, uh, you know, see progress towards well, liberty. Uh, the Free State Project here in New Hampshire, we, I, I think that uh, if we aren't seeing progress, at, this, at least this point we're seeing some slowdown of uh the socialist snowball rolling down the hill. Well, I'd say there are a handful of places that you'll be immediately better off than you would be in a place like New Jersey or New York or, or Pennsylvania. And I think that, uh, obviously, New Hampshire is my favorite choice, but Montana, pretty darn good. In fact, speaking of politicians doing the right thing, Montana governor, it's very rare, but uh, Montana Governor Brian Schweitzer declared independence Friday from federal in- identification rules and called on governors from 17 other states to join him in forcing a showdown with the federal government, which says it will not accept the driver's licenses of rebel state citizens starting May 11th. If that showdown comes to pass, a resident of a non-compliant state could not use a driver's license to enter a federal courthouse or a Social Security Administration building, nor could he board a plane without undergoing a pat-down search and possibly creating massive backlogs at the nation's airports and almost certainly leading to a flurry of federal lawsuits. States have until May 11th to request extensions to the Real ID rules that were released last Friday. They require states to make all current identification holders under the age of 50 to apply again with uh, certified birth and marriage certificates. The rules also standardize license formats, require states to interlink their DMV databases, and require DMV employees to undergo background checks. Extensions push back the 2008 deadline for compliance as far out as 2014 if states apply and promise to start work on making the necessary changes, which will cost the states billions with only a pittance in federal funding to offset the costs. Last year, Montana passed a law saying it would not comply, citing privacy, states' rights, and fiscal issues. In his letter to other governors, Schweitzer makes clear he's not going to ask for an extension. He wrote, quote, Today, I'm asking you to join with me in resisting the Department of Homeland Security's coercion to comply. How often do you hear politicians use the word coercion? <laughs> uh, coercion to comply backfire with, on him. with the provisions of real ID. If we stand together, either Department of Homeland Security will blink or Congress will have to act to avoid havoc at our nation's airports and federal courthouses. And, of course, he's right. Uh, the Department of Homeland Security is bluffing. Were, they bluffed before. They keep putting off the date. They, you know, they set a date, and then it, get, it comes closer, and they say, "Oh, we're going to put it off a few years." And you know, now they're going to do it again. I'm predicting they're going to do it again. I predict this governor is is correct in this case. Well, uh, another thing is, I, I wonder what what would they do? What's what's the United States going to do if Montana decides to not recognize the uh, driver's licenses of the other 49 states? And the uh, what is it? 13 st- how many states have uh, 17 17 states uh, you know that have decided to not recognize re- or not go with the real ID thing what happens if they decide to not recognize um, driver's licenses from the other uh, what is it tw- uh, 32 states that uh, you know, um, are still on that has still haven't voted otherwise I mean what if all the states decide not to recognize each other's driver's licenses secession baby this is what the homeland security is bringing us to I mean Good. this is the Department of Homeland Security <laughs> come on what a bunch of rubes these people well, are. Here's what their spokes bureaucrat has to say. is the Department of Homeland Security. She says 
That will mean real consequences. She says the Department of Homeland Security has no intention of blinking. It'll mean real consequences for their citizens starting in May if their leadership chooses not to comply. That includes getting on an airplane or entering a federal building. So they'll need to get passports. She says the policy won't change even if Georgia uh, declines to apply for an extension. If that scenario comes to pass, every Georgian who flies out through the nation's busiest airport, Atlanta uh, International, would have to be patted down by Homeland Security agents and have his carry-on bag hand-screened, likely resulting in massive delays. So this is coming to a showdown, and we'll see what happens. I think the feds are going to back down, but if they don't, Things are going to get real interesting. Hmm. 800-259-9231. And all this time, it's time for more people to start talking about secession and why it needs to happen. This is yet another reason. More on the way. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. Hour 3 is coming up. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp. FreeTalkLive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching the hour number three of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at FreeTalkLive.com. The feature's there completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is FreeTalkLive.com. We go right into your phone calls. It's Jesse in Maryland. Jesse, you're on Free Talk Live. Justin. Oh, Justin. It's Jesse now, soldier. <laughs> What's on your mind, okay. Justin? Okay, I got two things. They just, uh, I, they had a Ron Paul form on MySpace, which I'm, I'm a MySpace member, right? Okay. okay. And uh, it's no longer there anymore. The I Ron found Paul out forum is no longer there? No, they censored it. They took it off. Who's they? Uh, MySpace. Well, you know who owns MySpace, right, Mark? No. Fox. Well, there you go. There you go. Anyway, also cancel your MySpace account in protest. Yeah, I would. I'm I'm thinking about taking off my MySpace account. A lot of people in MySpace are angry, but anyway, MySpace sucks anyway. So what can you do? But anyway, there's um there's something else. Yeah. Um, And I would like to follow up on that last caller about really how bad the laws are in Jersey. You know what I mean? I'm not from Jersey. Don't get me wrong, but I. I hear people talking about Jersey, you know, people, I go down to my local store, I have a friend there, and he told me that they banned slingshots in Mm. Jersey because a kid got his eye shot out by a slingshot. They took him off the Walmart shelves. Mm, That's sad. Right after lawn darts, too, you know? Nobody can have any fun anymore in this country, I tell you. Oh, they, you can have anything in Jersey. You can have no guns, you can have no blades, you can have nothing. I mean, it, it, it's almost as bad here in Maryland. I'm going to tell you. I mean, why can't someone, you know, I've always said, as long as I'm not hurting anybody, why can't I even carry a sword on my back in public? I you, mean, You should be able to. I believe you can here in New Hampshire. Everybody be- but me. I believe you can. Yeah. I believe I can? That's pretty I, I know good. you can carry I mean, a firearm. I, mind having I'm, I might move down to that Hampshire. I, I think I like that place better than I like it here, but I have to get enough funds together. And everything like that. Well, that's good. To... You got to have your money together before you come up here. Don't just get a Greyhound ticket and uh, come up here without any money. Although so. those, there are people there, that have. There have been people that have managed to pull that off. But I say it's good to have a few, you know, a few hundred bucks, maybe a couple thousand in the bank before you make a move like that. Uh, but nonetheless, good luck. I also uh, 
Yeah. Sorry. Um, I also saw some great footage on the Internet where riot cops got their ass kicked in Ireland. Hey, sweet. I'd like to see that. Uh, go ahead and send, put that on the BBS. Always good to see that happen. Thanks for the call, Jeez. dude. 800-259-9231. Well, you know, stop being such a bunch of jerks. Stop uh, arresting people for nonviolent crimes. Stop breaking up nonviolent protests. Stop harassing. Whose individual- team do you put yourself on when you uh, ally yourself completely against the, uh, the the you know police, the law enforcement agencies? I'm not a completely against the law enforcement agencies. You like to see them get their ass kicked. That sounds like you're completely well, it's against just them. Nice to, it's just nice to see them get their butt whipped for once. That's all. And they've they've certainly dealt out enough of it. See if they can take it. And you know, I think Who's the more, side are you on then? The more, what do you mean? Whose side, Who's side am I are you on? What, what are, are you talking about? Ally yourself. I'm with. on the side of freedom, my friend. It sounds like you're on the side of criminals. What are you talking about? When you say I like to see cops get their butts kicked, it sounds like you're saying, "Yay, criminals! Go rapists and murderers!" No, 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 no. It sounded to me like he was saying there was some sort of protest wherein the cops began harassing people or maybe beating on people, and they got a little bit of their medicine back. That's all. The people defended themselves. I don't know. I haven't seen the video yet. 1-800-259-9231. And no, of course I'm not in favor of rapists and murderers. It's just that there's a certain point at which people are going to be pushed to the brink, and this sort of violence is going to happen. I don't encourage it. I don't think it's smart. I think those people that were whooping up on the cops ended up probably getting their butts kicked back and then thrown in jail cells. So Saying, oh good, it's always nice to see that is encouragement. Well, I don't, I don't know. Yes, I don't know. It is. True. Say you're sorry. No, I'm not going to say that. Yeah, I knew. I, I, I because I'm, you, I'm making it clear. <laughs> I'm making it clear. I'm not encouraging it. I'm just saying it's. You nice are to encouraging see. it. That's all. No, I, I think it's a bad move. I'm, I'm here. I am saying, Mark, don't do it. I'm saying, don't. I, I don't think that should be one's response. I, I just watched Gandhi uh, yesterday. As a matter of fact, so I, I am fresh in the ways of nonviolence, Mark. Mm-hmm. Except and that you're going to go watch some videos where some cops get their cuck- butts kicked. I, it's just, you know, it's poetic justice, that's all. Uh-huh. And, you know, get a little bit back for what you've dealt out. But I, I think that eventually if cops continue to behave in the way that they are, they're going to see more of this happen. And I, and I think that, the, you know, if the cops were out actually in, enforcing laws that, that make a difference in the world as far as arresting rapists and murderers and arsonists and thieves, if you're actually arresting real criminals, you're not going to have people fighting you. You're going to have people cheering you on. But because you're out there harassing peaceful protesters and arresting pot smokers, you're pissing people off. And oh, eventually they're going to get angry enough to do something about it. I'll give you, I'll give you that, but... Uh... You know, you got to watch who you're allying yourself well, with. Well, it's hard to saying. feel bad if a cop gets it. You know, gets a little bit of his medicine back. It's just hard for me to feel bad for him. In fact, I I don't think I could possibly feel bad for a cop in that case, unless it was actually a good cop. In which case, what you know, what did he do to uh, to provoke that? If it was unprovoked, then that's awful. That's not right. But if the cops were that were beating on people and they got a little bit of return to them, well, that's what happens when you initiate force. Eventually, you're going to come across somebody that's willing to fight back. Now, I'm not, again, I'm not advocating that. I believe in nonviolence. I believe in non-cooperation. But I've seen some of these videos, Mark, where the police just, just whoop up on protesters, just club them over the head and th- take their stuff and throw them to the ground and just harass and beat and just generally be awful. And I've seen people running away from these protests, and they were saying things like, someday, someday we're not going to run. And... I'm just, it's just fair warning to the cops. 
You know, don't you want to come home to your family at night in one piece? Don't you want to be doing something honorable with your life? Stop hurting innocent people. Stop following bad orders. Because eventually, some people are going to be pushed to the brink. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I have to agree that uh, I've certainly seen videos where I... I would like to see the people, the officers perpetrating, uh, you know, the, the, the kind of despotism that they are, have their butts kicked. I can certainly, you know, get that feeling. Yes, there's been times when I've had to deal with police that I felt like they've overstepped their bounds. Um, I, you know, I, and now and then I do advocate, uh, you know, a person being, uh, you know, physically beaten for overstepping their bounds. I, I get that. But, um, you know, emotionally it draws up in people. When, when you know, and it's a war of you know it's a war of uh, the hearts and minds of people. Mm-hmm. And when you say, "Yay, cops getting their butts kicked," you gotta you gotta watch it. You gotta be careful with how you say it. Yeah, I see that. And thank you for uh, holding my feet to the flame. Now say you're sorry. Speaking of the police, uh, LouRockwell.com. As soon as the police say they're sorry, how about that? How about every single cop that's ever cracked someone over the head with a nightstick for no reason beyond the fact that they were a protester in the wrong place at the wrong time or some marijuana smoker who got roughed up? Every single cop that has ever done that apologizes. I'll be happy to apologize at that point. <laughs> you are a man completely out of control. All right. Trevor uh, Trevor Bothwell at LouRockwell.com talking about this madman that's running for uh, for, for president. His name's Mike Huckabee. Republican presidential candidate Mike Huckabee says, if he's elected, you can count on him, speaking of police state, you can count on him to send all illegal immigrants packing. According to the Washington Times, the former governor has signed a pledge to enforce immigration laws and make all illegal aliens go home. And he reportedly plans to accomplish accomplish this through attrition by law enforcement. So let me get this straight, says Mr. Bothwell. The guy who is governor of Arkansas fought for welfare benefits and advocated pathways to citizenship for illegal aliens, now all of a sudden believes in sending them all back from whence they came? Well, at least he's not pandering. (laughs) Assuming Huckabee remains true to his word, rounding up at least 12 million illegals would be an extraordinary undertaking. It certainly would. Ultimately, it's one that would fail, not for lack yeah, of trying. All you could really do is hassle people. Yeah, but it would be eventually... It would eventually Some people would get uh, certainly harmed, but most would just be hassled. It would alienate virtually every American citizen in the process. In no uncertain terms, an adventure of this magnitude, one relying on the use of government law enforcement agencies to accomplish desired ends, would require a near-complete militarization of our cities from coast to coast. Police officers, I and border control agents and most likely military units would be tasked with patrolling our streets night and day in order to track down these lawbreakers. We are going to remove them all, aren't we, Mike? Well, the vast majority of whom are nonviolent since workers. Since the guy's pandering, he might as well um, you know, sell pipe dreams to the, uh, the, the Mexican haters. Well, but I think it's interesting what he's doing here is he's, he's envisioning what it would actually take to do that. Yeah. What would it take? What level of police enforcement would we see if someone like Mike Huckabee and all these other guys, you know, many of them are anti-illegal immigrants uh, or anti-immigration as well. But if we had that sort of a crackdown, what would it be like? What would America become? Well, we're already on the path. So where would it end up? We'll explore. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there, we give away. So enjoy those. 
on us. Uh, again, that is freetalklive.com. Those features include the updates. Get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show, you'll know first if you're on the updates list. Go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on it. That's updates.freetalklive.com. You can lose up to 25 pounds in just nine days without permanently changing your diet. Check out this ad- amazing doctor-recommended product. Go to ftldiscount.com, read some real testimonials, and you can find out how to order. That's ftldiscount.com. We're talking about what would happen if somebody like Mike Huckabee, and this isn't a, necessarily a its not a political name-dropping. It's just a, a, more of an exploration of the concept this man has proposed. He has proposed a total roundup of all illegal immigrants. A mass deportation. Completely impractical. And we know we're on a road to this. They're not going to do it all at once, but we know we're on a road to, to, a, to a time and a place in this country where illegal immigration has, the enforcement of these laws has gripped the population. That there are police in the streets doing searches more often than they are doing today. Many of these things are happening right now today. We've got the police kicking in the doors of business owners and identifying, trying, trying to identify all of the employees there, looking through the employee files, trying to determine whether or not the business is harboring an illegal, so-called. How there can be an illegal person, I'll leave that to you to decide. That's a whole other issue. The immigration issue, we'd sure love to talk about it, but I just want to talk about the enforcement side of things, because we're seeing it happen now. We're seeing the checkpoints. There are citizenship checkpoints that exist now within a 50-mile or 100-mile range from the north and northern and southern borders of this country. So we already have a situation where the police are stopping vehicles and saying, what is your citizenship? What country were you born in? Oh, except for the, the weird German accent. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what they're saying. They're, they're wanting right. to know what your citizenship is. They're asking you for your papers. Right. Now, it's not mandatory yet. As Terry from CheckpointUSA.org has proven by his refusal to answer these questions, but most people will believe it is because of the way the questions are asked. It might just as well be mandatory. Right, and before you know it, it What happens if you don't stop? (laughs) Oh, yeah, exactly. It suddenly becomes mandatory. Right, exactly. Somebody with uh, gumballs on the top of their car is going to come after you. Yeah, so uh, so it's just going to get worse. It's already happening now. And it's going to get worse. We've got the feds. We talked about this last hour. The feds proposing a national identification card. And, in fact, they're going to be coming down. Uh, it's, it's coming down to a showdown between the feds and uh, 17 states that have refused to accept it. So, luckily, it's not all happening at once. But, boy, if, if they could make it happen, they sure would. Let's keep, the, uh, let's keep exploring this concept, though. What would it be like if the federal government and your local state and local governments were trying to deport every single illegal immigrant from the United States? Well, we'd have to have police officers in the streets night and day in order to track down these lawbreakers. To say uh, the vast majority of them are, of course, nonviolent workers who've aggressed against no one. They're just here trying to make a better life for themselves. To say this would be a messy affair would be an understatement of magnificent proportion. SWAT-style assaults and home invasions would be the order of the day. Today's ruthless, tyrannical drug raids would look tame in comparison as government thugs went door-to-door seeking out suspected illegal aliens. The right to privacy of citizens and non-citizens alike would consequently evaporate as property rights became a thing of the past. Chaos would ensue. Racial tensions would intensify as primarily brown targets would be ensnared by their primarily white captors. Protests, and although I'm sure there'd be a few Uncle Toms, uh, there are a number of Hispanics that are working for the Border Patrol, for instance. 
Protests and riot, uh, riots would erupt, the merits of which would be hard to dispute. Now, we've actually, again, talked about the immigration issue on the show a number of times, and when the anti-immigration zealots call in, we've asked them before. If the police came to your house and, and asked if they could search your premises to see if there were any, you, know, you were harboring any illegal immigrants, these people have said without, a he- without hesitation, Oh, sure! Sure, I no problem. I've got nothing to hide. So there's this whole segment of the American population that would be more than willing, more than willing to allow the police to just come on it. Oh, sure, officer. No, we don't have any legals here. Search our house. Yep. These these are uh, the, uh, spineless, yellow-bellied people that don't deserve to be called Americans. They are not the kind of people that um you know that that were that wrote the Fourth Amendment that said the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizure. These weren't the kind of people that said um you know we're all hang together because surely we'll hang separately. Mm. These people they've inherited a legacy of liberty that they'll they're willing to squander. They'll just throw it away. Yeah. Why for their hatred? Children born as American citizens would be seized from their parents, automatically rendered homeless, and converted into wards of the state. That's happening today, by the way. Uh, as a result of such totalitarian behavior, human beings who have come to this country to make a better life for themselves and their families would be treated like animals as they were hunted, captured, incarcerated, and eventually deported. And this would merely be the fate of those who complied. Those who resisted, on the other hand, would not fare nearly as well. They'd end up beaten, maimed, tortured, and even killed. If Americans can be electrocuted and shot on the roadside simply for arguing with the police nowadays, just what type of treatment would befall the illegal immigrants suddenly rendered persona non grata via this new Soviet-style diktat? Sadly, this issue says much less about Mike Huckabee than it does about countless American citizens, with whom the candidate simply seeks to curry favor this election year. Huckabee's a sleazy politician, and thus to an extent can be forgiven for behaving like one. This doesn't excuse his most recent stance, but it's very telling that he can get away with it. After all, he's just posturing for an American electorate whose mainstream values are reflected in its president, in whose office we unfortunately place so much influence that one man can be empowered on our behalf to commit wholesale acts of violence against our fellow humans. And if we can identify enemies abroad, so too can we apparently identify local enemies living within our borders. But make no mistake, a mission literally to cleanse our land of unwanted immigrants would more or less amount to a rogue experiment in state-sanctioned domestic terrorism scarcely seen before in the United States, and one that would almost certainly result in civil war. All in response to a hot-button political issue that essentially could be eliminated by doing little more than putting an end to those attractive welfare subsidies that Huckabee and so many of his fellow Americans seem to love so much in the first place. And, of course, he's right. That is the solution to the supposed problem of illegal immigration, is to end welfare so those who have, who are, who have come here to mooch have nothing to mooch off of and, therefore, won't have any reason to come here in the first place. How similar would it be, Mark, if this were to happen, if this mass deportation situation were to actually occur, what would the parallels be like between it and, oh, I don't know, Nazi Germany? House-to-house searches? I, you know, a different I, class of people being sought by the government. It's disturbing uh, in, entirely, but I, I always wonder. You know, the, these people want to put a fence up on the border, which, uh, you know, is is an extraordinarily un, uh, expensive undertaking. Um, likely not, not to mention it, just pointless. 
I suppose it might stem a, a small amount of the flow. Let's say that it uh, you know stops 25%. They have shovels in Mexico. Yeah, let's say it stops 25% of people. But how did they sell the Berlin Wall to people? How did they tell, you know, how did they manage to convince them, "Hey, let's build the we're going to build this Berlin Wall. It'll be great. It'll keep all <laughs> the outsiders out." There must have been an enemy. There must have been some enemy. I don't know. For them I mean, to... maybe they did. Maybe they did. Maybe they just said, "You will. You are under our control. We're building a wall." Maybe they said that. I don't know. That's a good question. If you know more about history, dial on in and tell us. This is your show. You can bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just three dollars a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are for free. Live streams included, broadband version, dial-up version, both for free for you at freetalklive.com. And the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival is better known as Porkfest. It's happening June 9th through the 15th. At Porkfest, you'll be able to see firsthand why New Hampshire is one of the country's best places to live, as well as meet your Internet and Free Talk Live friends and make new ones. Discover new freedoms, new communities, and new beginnings. Learn more at porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. I believe we are also slated to broadcast live yet again from Porkfest this year. I believe we'll be doing our Saturday show live once again. Porkfest is a blast. It is fun stuff. All right. And uh, once again, that's porkfest.com. Plus, it's it's warm. You can get to see what New Hampshire is like during the summer months. Yeah, that four or five days in the middle oh, of summer. Oh, cut it out. It's more than four or five days. No, we don't have air conditioning in this house, and you know when it's hot outside. Yeah. The, we don't have was, AC. It was, uh, it, it was warm enough that I went out and bought AC, an AC uh, yeah. at Home Depot. And, I and had to. <laughs> felt like it was a good purchase. I didn't feel like I... Uh, Wasted my money. I, 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 you know, there was a period of months where we needed it. So uh, I've got the information you were asking about, Mark. Uh, it is Wikipedia, so take it with a grain of salt. Uh, but it's about the Berlin Wall because we're talking about this madness. This uh, one of these uh, presidential candidates wants to deport. Every single so-called illegal immigrant from America, which would, of course, require a huge police state action. I mean, just constant police in the streets, searching homes, infringing on liberty, all in the name of cleansing the nation of the evil brown people. Uh, It's just madness, of course. And you asked, and you know, I was talking about, well, what are the parallels here between rounding up the 12 million illegals and rounding up the Jews in Nazi Germany, which led you to ask about the Berlin Wall, and how is it that they managed to convince people to to put that up? Well, it wasn't a matter of convincing people, because East Germany wasn't really a free country at that time. Right, you didn't have to convince people quite as much, but to some extent you do. I, I, I don't... I think you would have to have some kind of PR story about uh, constructing a wall or a fence or whatever all the way around a city. Otherwise, people would just they'd start freaking out, rioting and stuff. Well, here's the information, at least from Wikipedia. As you know, after World War II, uh, the Nazi Germany was divided into four segments, four zones, and and uh, ended up being that Western Germany developed into a Western capitalist country with a social market economy and a democratic parliamentary government. Continual economic growth starting in the 1950s fueled a 30-year economic miracle. Across the inner German border, East Germany established an authoritarian government with a Soviet-style planned economy. While uh, 
according to this, uh, many of the East German citizens looked to the much wealthier West for political freedoms and economic prosperity. Sure, it's right there on the other side of the fence. Right. The flight of growing numbers of East Germans to non-communist countries via West Berlin led Germany led to Germany erecting the inner German border, of which the Berlin Wall was a part, to prevent any further exodus. On April 1, 1952, East German leaders met the Soviet leader Stalin in Moscow during the discussions of Stalin's foreign minister. Uh, Stalin's foreign minister proposed that the East Germans should introduce a system of passes for visits of West Berlin residents to the territory of East Berlin so as to stop the free movement of Western agents in the... Uh, in the area, so they they used so their problem was that the citizens were leaving through um, East Berlin into West Berlin and um, West Germany, I guess. Right. And what their um, solution was was uh, saying the agents are they are infiltrating. We must build a wall to keep the agents out. Right. With their with their more free free oriented ideas. Now uh, I imagine once the wall was constructed, you know that whole keeping the agents thing out really didn't concern East German citizens at that point. They realized they were trapped. Right. Well, that's what they really wanted to do was to keep the East Germans in. Because, but, you know, to keep that's why North Korea's got walls up, uh, you know, on the, the ocean. There's walls on the ocean in North Korea. <laughs> they don't want people to leave. Wow. You are their captives. So this came from Stalin's guys. I mean, they met with Stalin. This was a uh, Stalinist idea, and they proposed it. In fact, the uh, said here that Stalin agreed, saying, calling the situation intolerable. He advised the East Germans to build up their border defenses, telling them that the demar- uh, demarcation line between East and West Germany should be considered a border, and not just any border, but a dangerous one. The Germans will guard the first line of defense, and we will put Russian troops on the second line. The impetus for the creation of the Berlin Wall came from East German leader Walter Ulbricht, approved by Soviet leader Khrushchev, but with conditions uh, with conditions imposed. Apparently, the first wall that be, uh, they began construction in 1961, and there were several different stages to the wall, actually. Mm-hmm. There was a basic wire fence, which was constructed in 61. Then, between 62 and 65, it became an improved wire fence. A uh, concrete wall went up between 1965 and 75, and then in 75 to 89, the Grenzmauer 75, Border Wall 75, which is known as the fourth generation wall, was the final and most sophisticated version of the wall. It uh, was completed in about 1980, constructed from 45,000 separate sections of reinforced concrete, each 3.6 meters high, that's 12 feet high, and 4 feet wide, cost a whole lot of money. The top of the wall was lined with a smooth pipe intended to make it more difficult to scale. It was reinforced by mesh fencing, signal fencing, anti-vehicle trenches, barbed wire, over 116 watchtowers. Can you imagine how many buildings, uh, businesses, people's homes they had to tear down? To put this wall up, I don't it's know. not like there was just this wall between yeah. <laughs> East Germany and West Germany. They, you know, first they put up their fence, and I'm sure they had to tear down businesses right. and people's homes to do that. Then they had to put up several more fences, trenches, big walls, mas- machine gun towers. This whole thing, each one of these things, requires square footage that at one point was being something was done with. Oh, don't forget the 20 bunkers. There were 20 bunkers there too. Uh, this is the most common version of the wall seen in photographs. It was over 155 kilometers long in 1962 uh, when they started putting the other fence. But by the way, they did this all on East German territory, so they didn't cross. None of the wall was actually in West Germany, so they, you know, they only did it on their land. Uh, 
let's see, they started on a second parallel fence of up to 91 meters, 100 yards further into East, excuse me, it was 91 meters further into East German territory with houses in between the fences torn down and their inhabitants relocated. A no man's land was created between the two barriers, which became widely known as the Death Strip. It was paved with raked gravel, making it easy to spot footprints. It offered no cover. It was booby-trapped with trip wires, and most importantly, it offered a clear field of fire to the watching guards. Mm. So, those of you who are in favor of uh, this immigration crackdown in this country, those of you who are in favor of a wall, does that describe the wall you want? Is that what you want? Does it make you feel free having a wall like that on the southern or northern border of America? You know, and this is and this wall really is the only solution that that somebody could come up with in order to keep illegal immigrants out. You can either build a wall or you can turn America into such a despotic uh, totalitarian regime that no immigrant wants to come here. Well, both would probably happen at the same or time. Or you can offer freedom to the world. Right. Now, I know it's scary. I know freedom's scary. I know that people will come in here and some of them will work for less than what you want them to work for, mm-hmm. and therefore put some Americans, um, you know, uh, ma- make them look for other jobs, right. that kind of thing. But, my, I mean, really, does, does, do, am I required to protect another American who can't even compete in the marketplace against somebody, some um, illiterate uh, peasant who comes here who can't speak the language? Yeah, you should. I have mean, your what are they offering forced- to the marketplace? Right, you should have your wealth forcefully, forcefully extracted from you in order to protect those people, right? I mean, <laughs> so, uh, so is this what you're looking you for? You know, when these people build houses, uh, these uh, immigrants build houses for us. They come in the construction trade when they when they maintain lawns, when they uh, you know wash dishes. Mm-hmm. They allow at lower prices. They allow all of us, each and every one of us, to enjoy things that we wouldn't enjoy otherwise because right. the prices would be so high. Now, more people can have larger homes. Oh my God, that's terrible that we have illegal immigrants coming in here offering larger homes to us with you know mowed grass and uh, that we can go out and afford to eat out because if you have me washing your dishes in that restaurant your meal is going to cost significantly more because i want a hundred thousand dollars a year to do it 1-800-259-9231 the SACL cai toll free line so if you're one of these people that wants a wall would love to hear from you what would your wall look like this is your show it is free talk live Talk live only moments remain, but just enough time for your call if you make it now at 800-259-9231. That's 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com is the place to go. The features there we give away, so do enjoy those on us. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, have we got a deal for you. It's limited time offer, limited quantity of these that we're offering. It's, it's Barry Cooper's... Excellent DVD, Never Get Busted Again. And I've seen this. Mark, you've seen a copy of this as well. It's excellent production. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's going to be free for you if you order over $75 worth of stuff at the Free Talk Live store. And that does include, that $75 can include our shipping fees. So if your total order is 75 bucks or more, we're going to throw in this 20, free $20 DVD. And big thanks to Barry Cooper and his wife, uh, Candy, for, for, uh, for throwing us those DVDs to, uh, to give away. 
very cool of them to do. Mm-hmm. They're uh, good folks. Yep, yep. So uh, so load up your uh, your shopping cart. We've got Free Talk Live t-shirts. We've got hats, hoodies. We've got uh, lighter bottle opener combos and more. Get it all at store.freetalklive.com and grab yourself a copy of the free DVD while you're at it. That's store.freetalklive.com. Let's go to your phone calls. Talk to Dan in New Hampshire. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live. Howdy. Hey, Dan. What's on your mind? Hey. Yeah, you know, of course, why they're going to uh, try to get rid of all of the... It has nothing to do with it. We talked about this before. Wait, what? what? Has what what now? What? Well, you know, anybody that says, you know, or, or any effort that comes about to, you know, somehow deport every illegal alien in this country isn't about deporting illegal aliens in this country. It's about, you know, getting everybody so that they've got papers that they can check. It's about... You know, making sure you've got papers to work, and it's making sure you're, uh, you know, it's it's about it's control. About control. Yep. Yep. You're it's absolutely all right. It's about. And uh, you know, it's. Uh, and once again, uh, Dan, they're feeding off of Americans' un- misunderstanding, Americans' mass ignorance about what the real problem with immigration is, and that is what the welfare. That's the real problem. So they feed off of Americans' ignorance, and then they turn it right back around and use their ignorance to get them on board with these crazy control-freak government programs that are going to result in exactly what you're saying, and that is our liberty being destroyed even further. And Americans are going to be cheering it on. Can't say it any better. (laughs) Any other thoughts tonight? You know, know, when when, uh, we get somebody on uh, one of the major cable or broadcast networks actually talking about that, that would be interesting. Maybe maybe we could get Stossel to sneak it in on 2020 mm-hmm. or something like that, and, uh, and, and actually, you know, in one of his, uh, his uh, you know... Americans have become so... things that he does. What? Americans have become so dangerously obedient... Really, this government can get away with all kinds of just craziness if they if they were to actually go and do it. Uh, it's just that it's government, so it takes so long for them to get to actually pull these things off. Is why we aren't seeing things move faster in that direction. But boy, would they like to! They would love to just tomorrow put up the that wall if they could if they could get away with it. It's just it takes them forever to uh, for the the gears of government to turn and and make that happen, which is good for us. It it, it helps us, but. It's moving down that road, Dan. Any other thoughts? Um, I don't know if anybody is going up to uh, up to Concord tomorrow from the Nashua, Merrimack, uh, you know, Milford, southern area of the state. But I'm looking for a ride up there to, to work on the uh, the marijuana bill and the. Uh, uh, well, I can't, we can't help you with that on the radio, but what you should do is go to nhfree.com, go to the forum there, and then maybe post. It's probably too short a notice, but you never know. And post in, the, in their forum and see if someone can offer that to you. I know I'm going to be up there tomorrow. Dan, thanks for the call, dude, and good luck. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. I tend to believe that going to the State House is pretty much a waste of time. Uh, that's how it's felt to me the last two times I was there. But... You know, I like the activists, and it's a good issue. And, and I had fun the last time with the marijuana thing because I got up there and I spoke for uh, for organized crime of New Hampshire. 
basically, or New Hampshire organized <laughs> criminals. Uh, it's a mar- it's a marijuana hearing. They're looking at decriminalizing uh, marijuana. They're bringing it. The, the proposal. It's not a radical proposal at all. The proposal is to bring it down from a two thousand dollar fine to a two hundred dollar fine and make it non arrestable. So if you have one point two five ounces or less of marijuana in New Hampshire, they cannot arrest you and they can fine you a maximum of two hundred dollars. That's that's down from a two thousand dollar fine and an arrestable offense. Or I think it was a misdemeanor charge. So now it'll only be a ticket that you would get. So it's a, it's a step in the right direction. And I'm going to go in there tomorrow, and I'm going to do it better, because last time when I was there, I just sort of made it up off the top of my head to, to speak for organized crime and, and come out and, uh, against this change, you know, in favor of prohibition. And, uh, and I did kind of a lousy job communicating. I did all right. But this time I've actually written out exactly what I want to get across. And so uh, once again, I will be speaking in favor of prohibition tomorrow uh, at this uh, marijuana hearing. I, you know... I can understand why it makes some people uncomfortable, but uh, at the same time, I think that if it's delivered well, it'll break up the monotony of it yeah. and uh, hopefully show some of the uh, some of the the people that would otherwise you know they're sort of on the fence. I, I, you know, legislators might be close, and they might really hear that. Oh yeah, this does support criminals. Mm-hmm. Maybe so just maybe we'll see how it goes. Maybe I'll read um, my statement on the air tomorrow night. So I'll share with you in case you aren't able to be there in person. I'd I'll rather share with see you a $20 fine than a $200 fine, but, you know. You know, steps. I didn't write the legislation. Yep, so. we'll take steps. Yeah, I'm going out there. I think uh, Bradley Jardis is going to be there. He is one of the Law Enforcement Against Prohibition members who has called the show uh, a number of times. Mike, so it's not arrestable, but what happens if I decide I don't want to pay their fine? You'd be arrested. Yeah. <laughs> so it's arrestable. <laughs> uh, they also, apparently, the Law Enforcement Against Prohibition, it's slowly gathering more and more law enforcement officers that are actually active in law enforcement. And, it, and by the way, a ticket is an arrest. Um, really? Yeah, sure it is. Um, other, how can they demand to see my ID if I'm not under arrest? How hmm. can they stop me? That's what arrest means. It means to stop. How can they stop gotcha. me from wandering down the street if they haven't arrested me? That's a good point. How can they hand me a slip of paper? I don't, I'm not going to take your paper. Anyway, our uh, our side on this one, the pro-freedom side, is going to be even more short up than it was last time. Uh, as I said, Brad Jardis is going to be there. He's an active law enforcement officer. He's on the beat, on the streets. He has uh, eight, I think, eight or nine years of experience at this, so he's very credible. It's going to be great having him testify. But now there's someone new in New Hampshire that's joined uh, law enforcement uh, law enforcement against prohibition here in our very own Cheshire County. Mark, the superintendent of the jail. In Cheshire County, the prison warden, essentially, or superintendent, whatever, whoever's in charge, he is a member of law enforcement against prohibition. So you're going to have it now. They're going to have testimony on, from both sides of law enforcement. The the policing side and the imprisoning side are both going to be coming out tomorrow and saying, this is insane. We need to end this and stop arresting these marijuana users. Stop putting them in prison. So... We'll see what happens. I'll uh, let you know tomorrow as soon as we start the program how it went. Uh, we continue in the meantime with Vince in Indianapolis. You're on Free Talk Live. Vince, hello there. How are you guys doing this evening? Hey, what's Good. on your mind, dude? Hey, I got something here. I want to mail this to you. It's uh, written by Andrew Horning, and uh, it's a Constitution Forbids, Article 1, Section 23 of the Indiana Constitution Forbids the seizure and sales of homes for payment of taxes. It says Article 8 on wow. taxes corporate property, but not personal property for the public schools. Where is this, Indiana? This is Indiana. If they can't take your house to pay um, taxes, and including public school taxes, 
then they can't take then they can't make you pay taxes. No, and you know, and it goes on. He goes on to say here, you know, it goes to money goes to mall developers, foreign corporations. Yet we have to pay extra to get in court these days. School taxes pay for stadiums and half a million dollar you know, college coaches. Mm-hmm. Yet the police don't investigate property crimes and and simple traffic accidents. So no, you're saying that Indiana, you're saying that in Indiana, if you don't pay taxes, they are prohibited by their own constitution from taking your home. Yeah. But can they, they still put? They could still put you in jail, right? They could still take you and put you in a prison cell, correct? Uh, no, they're you know because in Indiana you're not indebted to anybody. Really? No. So are you going to stop paying? I mean, the only thing that they can tax is supposed to be corporate property. So my question, Vince, is are you going to stop paying? Well, I'm going to stop paying. I, I can talk to my bank about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, that's different. It's, it's yeah. different if the bank owns the house versus you owning the house. I wonder how that would be. I mean, there's only like 2% of America that actually owns their home outright. Oh, no. What would happen if those those homeowners decided to stop paying taxes in Indiana? I think that'd be an interesting little experiment. Vince, thanks for the call tonight. We are out of time. It has been Ian here with you. And Mark. Rejoining you tomorrow night. Same time, same place. Online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. I'm heading up to Concord tomorrow to, yeah, be in the state house. Not a place I want to be, but I'll let you know how it goes tomorrow night. See you then. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.